Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Monday. Back to work we go. And this is your Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. And uh, boy, oh boy, I never thought the first week in August would uh, find us in Gotta Get a Bagel the first week in August. For those of you who are traditionalists, for those of you who have memorized our annual schedule, for those of you who consider yourselves loyal listeners, it is no secret that usually the first week in August or somewhere right around there, uh, we are in Israel, and we're in Israel for a variety of reasons. Last year, we were actually in Israel for Yom Ensiyaswai, returned here, then went back with Nefesh Benefesh, and the same night flew back to the United States on the second leg of that whole summer journey. That's how crazy, in terms of movement, our summer often is. However, this summer, as you know, is different than most summers. And for the first time since, I'm thinking January or February, we're back here at Gotta Get a Bagel. Am I right? That is the first time, I think it's the first time since January or February. And the first time we're in the five towns since we did the live lunch about a month ago down the road. So uh, here we are. We're back. It is a Monday morning show. To make it even more unusual, we're doing this on a Sunday afternoon because we're commemorating the, the event of the year, which is Yom CSY, which is coming up. Tonight again, if it's uh, if it's Sunday, then you understand what I'm saying. I, I mean, I have no idea where we are, what day of the week it so, is, and what time of day it is. So normally, normally, what would ha- and the original plan, and this is what makes this so interesting for us on this Shabbos Nachamu weekend, assuming we can extend it till Monday. What makes it so interesting for us is that we were uh, planning, which is a which is almost a, a custom of ours already to fly on Tisha B'av to Israel, mm-hmm. be in Israel for Shabbos Nachamu participate Shabbos Nachamu uh, Sunday, right? It would have been Sunday, Yom Ensiyaswai. No, no, it would have been Monday night, right? right. It would have been Monday night. After Yom Ensiyaswai, we were scheduled to fly back Monday night after Yom Ensiyaswai. Yeah. Land Tuesday morning in Kennedy. Right. And then at 1 p.m. be on a plane to do Wednesday show from the Nefesh Benefesh charter flight. That is how this entire summer set itself up when we first looked at the calendar about a year ago, and I'm not even kidding, it was almost a year ago because David Cutler tells us about Yom Ensiyaswai literally a year in advance. So a year ago we're talking about this and setting up this calendar. And don't forget about Hask. Correct. And on top of that, <laughs> we said to ourselves the annual tradition, which unfortunately this year we're not doing, right. but what is normally an annual tradition of visiting Hask on its experience day on a Sunday, that would have been, if I'm not mistaken... Today. That, right. In other words, the Sunday... <laughs> Oh, so we actually would have flown. We would not have flown then. We would not. Yes, we would have. We were not going to be able to make it. Oh, so they either. Oh, and they were. Right. And the plan was, because Experience Day was supposed to be today, the plan was that they were going to, um, that they were going to uh, um, bring us back to be there on a different Sunday. Correct. Or a different day Day. to do a show. Right. It's all coming back. Because we actually can't be in two places at once. It is all coming back. Right. To Instead, me now. God threw us a COVID, and uh, here we are. So, what has happened now is everybody knows, uh, again, loyal listeners, regular listeners, they know that this time of year we are doing a Yeoman CSY show, usually literally as they're rehearsing Yeoman CSY in it the background. It doesn't look like Park Renana. And that, no, and that becomes the next morning show. Right. And then, in addition to that, we usually do at least one Yom NCSY summer program. Uh, I should say NCSY summer program right. show, which is usually from the Kolel. It has been in other places. It's been in Michalelet. We've done it in other places. Mm-hmm. So at somewhere in the NCSY summer program circuit of events, you know, with 2,000 
students to, uh, uh, to what do you call it? 2,000 students to, um, you just want that off? No, I just want the chair in ah. as there are people walking around. It's, um, it's got to get a bagel in an, uh, on a Sunday afternoon. There are people here. Oh, okay, sorry. Okay, and that's yeah, fine. I'm I was just, just you know, watching people. And then, um, and then, so what we said so now this year, as they're rehearsing as we speak for tonight's Yomensis Why, the virtual Yomensis Why, we're here doing this quote unquote Yomensis Why show with a lot of special guests coming up. I mean, we're talking about, uh, you know, a lot of, re- I'm looking at the list right now, a lot of really cool guests from the OU and NCSY right. coming up. You know, there is one benefit to not being at Park. And Renana. then, just let me finish this. Oh, and, sorry. and then on Wednesday morning, yeah. we're going to be broadcasting, again, a show that's going to be done in advance. Correct. But it'll be a broadcast from, a young, from an NCSY summer program that's actually happening in Bergen County, right. New Jersey. It's actually a, a successful, a successful right. replacement for, for the programs that have been going on. You know, normally in Israel and Europe, et cetera, this was a, a program that was set up in Bergen County because of COVID right. that has had... Subbing in for NCSY Israel this year. Correct. <laughs> so that's what we're going to right. be doing on Wednesday. In addition to that, we've had a, uh, a a tremendous reaction to the fact that on Tuesday morning, live on JMNAM is going to be Danielle Renoff. Yep. I enjoyed another one of her recipes yesterday. What'd you eat? Something called, if I have the name right, Sticky Deli. Um, okay. It was a combination of uh, deli, onions, um, some type of really delicious sauce, and it was just fa- fabulous. It was, okay, I good. Called, I think it's called Sticky Deli. I don't... I, I don't. Um, oh, I also, on Erev Tishabov and on Matzai Tishabov had the recipe that makes her, um, her lentil soup. Mm. Really good lentil soup with celery in there and a whole bunch of stuff. So I've already been prepared. I've never prepared for a cookbook interview the way I have for this one. You are eating your way from page one to page, I don't even well, know, 100. Not quite in terms of the entire book, but certainly having a lot of recipes and right. keeping the Siegel family very active. It is It is a great cookbook. It really is a great book. I'm looking forward to your, to your Zoom interview with her tomorrow. Oh, my interview with her will not impress you. You see, well, as, as I've said, okay. and I know we don't have all the time in the world right now to do this, but, I, but as I've said many times, yeah, you, you, when it comes to um, when it comes to cooking, I can do an interview and it would be considered a junior league or rookie interview. Okay, you do an interview and you're doing a major league World Series. Oh, that is very nice. I mean, you're doing it. This is something that's you know. So I'm basically your single A ball, and yeah. I'm major league I baseball. Mean, now for the real interview, everyone should tune into Miriam Alwal. I can have to right hear, on Thursday to, to hear an expert culinary sure. person discuss with an expert culinary. Well, I I very much appreciate the compliment. Though I would say the following: your interview is probably going to appeal to everyone. Mm. And my interview is really just because I want to talk to Danielle. <laughs> it's really just about me. <laughs> well, let me I hope people like listening. But Here yeah. is a debate, actually, in the Siegel home. Normally, uh, interviews like this for me mm-hmm. are really only half about cooking. The rest is about the experience, the right. lessons you want people to learn. In her case, that part of the interview could really dominate because mm-hmm. she has a lot of thoughts about reaching out to the number of people that she does with many messages, not just involving <laughs> cooking. So I, so my, so I was saying, I mean, we can, we can, I could spend, you know, nine tenths of the interview not talking about cooking, knowing how many followers she has and how influential she is in so many different areas and right. the life experience that she's had. Then I was warned by family members, no, Lovely. no, no, there's certain life experiences you shouldn't discuss. And I'm like, what? She's open about everything that's happened to her in her life. Right. Why would I not bring up everything that I feel would be, you know, important for the audience to hear? So uh, it, w- what's funny about the whole thing 
is that uh, with all the interviews I've done over the years, you know, people around me sometimes forget that I actually have somewhat of an expertise in this area. Yeah. So with all the interviews I've done over all these years, um, I've always, you know, prepared in some way um, information about, you know, cookbooks that I interview the cookbook authors about. But in this case, nobody's trusting me to do that. Everybody has to tell me <laughs> what they think I should be doing. You know, it's so funny that you say that because <laughs> recently somebody who was setting it up an interview um, asked me, you know, they, they, they didn't ask me. They said, so I'll send you questions in advance for Nahum to ask. Right. Okay, now that person doesn't know that that's <laughs> the pitch over the plate for me to continue all baseball metaphors. And I'm like, and you don't want to also, you don't want to be that person who I now have to say, do you think Nahum Siegel needs your help in coming up with questions for an interview? So, um, so I, 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 let's just say it's a good thing you fielded those family questions. The, the, what, the people at Art Scroll have been amazing to us. Correct. And they constantly are amazing to mm-hmm. us. But when I saw their press release for the Peas, Love, and Carrots cookbook, and I saw a list of 15 recommended media questions. I tried so hard <laughs> not to look at them because I know there's no need for me to look at them. And yet, I could not tackle, I could not squelch my desire to see what they had written, of course. And I got to tell you, I didn't read any of that. Oh, wow. Well, you have no need to as well. Right. So I'm having, so Danielle Renoff will join me on Thursday for. I only get about 15 minutes, but I'm looking forward to making that 15 minutes powerful. And um, you will have an in-depth interview with her tomorrow. I hope on limited time uh, tomorrow, Tuesday, uh, 7.45 Eastern time. Everyone should tune in. On Wednesday, we'll do the pre-recorded show from the NCSY summer programs. Mm -hmm. And Thursday, we'll have a full day of what everyone's used to, our uh, back to our regular format with the Nahum Siegel Network. Plus, everyone keep in mind that Aaron's Casino Farms and Aaron's West Orange is sponsoring our major August contest, which is going to start in earnest this coming Thursday um, when we give away prizes both during JMM and the live lunch. Um, so we thank Aaron's. It's t- they're turning our August and our, and our uh, NSN Season 9 kickoff into a really exciting one, and we thank them very much for that. And we will uh, we'll talk more about it, obviously, as the days go by here during this first week in August here at JMM and the Nahum Siegel Network. Now, if we were doing... The Yom NCSY show from Israel. I'd already be in a full sweat. And if we were doing the... Yo- look at Yoni nodding. That's what I was saying before. The only advantage to being here... Air conditioning? Is, yes, yes, the and air conditioning. And we can see each other, which, as we know, <laughs> as soon as the show starts, is absolutely impossible. I, I mean, do you remember what happened last year? I certainly do. Last year, I had people waving at me from... In front of the table where the interviews were going on, I couldn't see a blessed thing. I didn't know who was doing what or whatever. <laughs> I only find out afterwards that one person was Nathan Diamond, who I... I Between the total darkness and the shining lights on the stage, it's impossible and to see And the anybody. deafening sounds, and the sound, right. And, and Craig Goldstein was right. someone else. And they're like, yeah, we saw you there, but you didn't see us. I'm like, that's what happens. The light's behind you. Like, people don't get it. And I certainly wasn't meaning to be rude. So if this summer would have been the way we originally scheduled. I'd already been a full sweat, if yes. If it would have been a summer where we would have been with Yom and CSY, if it would have been a summer where we would have been at the Inbal. With, with our friends at Nefesh Ben Nefesh and, of course, the Inbal, right. then we likely would have heard this song at some point during the adventure. We're ready, Oni? More coming up. You're listening to JM in the AM. We are at Gotta Get a Bagel. We are not here on Monday morning. We're here in advance in, in Woodmere. 
And everybody out there, uh, we want to thank Joel and everybody got to get a big go for their hospitality. And you're going to be meeting some amazing people with the OU and NCSY all through the morning here at JM in the AM. As Yom NCSY and its annual show on JM in the AM is taking place a little bit different than usual here at the Nahum Siegel Network.
a.m. in the a.m. After all, Benny Friedman and Mordechai Shapiro, uh, we're live around the world from New York and Yom CSY last night. So I figured we should get them into the first half hour of this morning's program. You heard Benny Friedman with uh, Bum Bum. You heard Machar from Mordechai Shapiro. And, of course, Come Back. Uh, that is a song that we traditionally do during the um, the week in July or August when we are traveling with NCSY and with Nefesh Benefesh, shuttling between Kennedy Airport and Ben Gurion Airport when summer's a bit different for us, just like it's very different for so many other people. Uh, so that's a song that we didn't want to forget, even though we're not shuttling back and forth, and even though we haven't been to Israel since January, which for us is relatively unusual. It's been more than half a year since we've been to Israel. We still don't want to forget some of the theme songs and some of the themes that we're always playing and discussing here at JM and the AM. Uh, Rabbi Jacob Bernstein is here. Rabbi Jacob Bernstein is director of Next Step and director of strategic expansion for NCSY Summer. Just when you thought that nobody would dare think about expanding NCSY Summer programs, after all, it's been a challenging summer of 2020. NCSY and uh, NCSY Summer says the exact opposite. We're looking to get bigger and better and grow even more. Rabbi Bernstein, welcome to JM in the AM. Hi, thanks so much. Thanks nice for having me. Nice to see you on this side of the world. Yes. And good to have you on. I would assume you as well. And don't worry, this will be the start of every conversation we have here today. I assume you as well would not have been here if not for the challenging situations the world is in right now. Yep, we would have been in Jerusalem together probably at this point, uh, looking at a, a sea of teens, uh, excitedly partying uh, with incredible music, incredible action. Uh, so yes, the 100%, and as you said, just like, uh, just like you said, NCSY is very much looking forward to 2021 uh, at this point, <laughs> very excited to be planning and expanding, uh, looking forward in that direction. Remember when everybody would uh, enjoy dancing together, singing together, experiencing all of that together, physically together, and for some reason it's not the same this time around. But it's not the same. Last time I was sitting behind the table with you, now I'm uh, <laughs> six right. feet away. So. <laughs> now you're 60 feet away, Rabbi. <laughs> The, uh, the, uh, it's funny that you're here to discuss Next Step and at the same time talk about the expansion of NCSY Summer. Some might consider the expansion a Next Step for NCSY, but when we use the expression or the term Next Step, what do we mean? So Next Step is an opportunity for teens to really take the, the next step in their professional aspirations. Uh, teens that are interested in a variety of uh, professional uh, options, whether they be scientific, whether they be me uh, medical health care, they could be engineering, law, et cetera, et cetera. They go to Israel, to Jerusalem, to spend uh, the summer getting an internship in Israel uh, with a variety of different offerings uh, each summer. So we're excited to be starting that again <laughs> uh, next summer. Uh, this summer we were, we were excited to be uh, potentially offering these things for this summer, but uh, looking at how the summer went, uh, we're, we're excited to be not only helping our teens, but at this point hopefully helping our, uh, the industries in Israel get back on their feet in the same way. Hopefully by next summer they'll be much stronger and better, uh, but to be able to have our teens to be part of that is going to be very exciting. I think I've mentioned this to you before. Next Step is the type of program that honestly, when it was introduced, could have fallen completely flat or would have been a massive success. I'm glad it was the latter in the case of Next Step, but you know what I mean, because this is, you know, you're asking kids to really take on serious responsibilities, to interact with adults and professionals in a variety of areas that you described. 
you didn't know how many would be anxious to do that type of program. For sure, for sure. But we were uh, pleasantly surprised and excited to see the numbers that have responded in the past. And we're excited and ready for the upcoming year uh, for the numbers that will respond there as well. Uh, very often we find teens in all different uh, niche experiences they want to be having over the course of the summer. And this is another one of those niche experiences uh, that they want to be uh, investing their summer into and to try to be able to further themselves uh, and further their aspirations uh, together in, in Jerusalem. And by the way, just as a side, most Americans don't get to see this side of Israel, to right. see the professional back end Certainly of things. Certainly tourists don't see Definitely it. tourists yeah. and teens, for sure. Right. Uh, and so to be able to get internships in Israel, in Jerusalem, while also touring the land, it's just an incredible opportunity. All right, Jacob Bernstein with us. Um, so, so I would suspect that as you start planning for next summer in all seriousness, half the calls are people who are ready to you know, work with you, half might be people saying, well, let's see what's going to happen over the next few months. Has that been a big reaction? For sure. Definitely our internship providers has definitely been a conversation. That's been our conversation really until now. We've been trying to stay in touch with them to find out how they're coping with the experience, uh, the economical struggles. Uh, we're really trying to be kind of with them on that front and, and, and trying to be hand in hand to try to at least be in touch with them over the course of this experience. And they know that we're ready, looking forward to 2021. And we're you know, hopeful not only for us to be there, but also for them to be able to be on their feet in the same way to be able to provide the same type of internships uh, that summer as well. You in the position as Director of Strategic Expansion for NCSY Summer. Uh, I would guess that this position has really always existed, probably different people doing different things. Is, it the is this the first time that this goal is formalized under your leadership? Yes, yes. This is a, a, new, uh, a new initiative in the sense that we, we've been so excited to have the, the numbers growing every single year on a recruitment level, on, on just our program level. Every year there are new programs, and thank God we've grown to such a size that we need a specific position to be able to say, hey, what are all the new programs we're going to be offering in the next year, and how are we working through those simultaneously while holding up everything else that we're doing. Uh, so thank God we're going to continue to grow. We're going to continue to expand uh, into all different new, again, niche opportunities as well as, uh, you know, broader opportunities, uh, both stateside and in Israel uh, for the upcoming summer. Now, That's last night, play along, of course, it's now Monday morning. So last night there was a video, part of Yom NCSY, that this, and this is a video I did see in advance, that describes four new programs that are coming. Um, obviously, I would, I would think you had a a, a big role in, in securing those four, but in all seriousness, as this uh, as this category grows, won't it be more and more difficult to find different experiences for these kids to have? I mean, I admire that you were able to find four for 2021. Can we find another four or more for 2022? I think we're, what, we're, what we're doing is we're really listening to what the teens are interested in. We're really listening to the teens' interest level and the teens uh, are, being, are expressing to us what they're, what they're interested in. We're responding to that in, in kind. Uh, one of them, for example, I don't know if I'll give you a sneak peek, but one of them will be a Jewish arts and music type right. of experience in Jerusalem. Uh, it'll actually be under like a broader next step type of banner uh, where there'll be niche experience experiences like that, expanding or an Israel advocacy type of experience the same way. And really, that's coming from the teens who are saying, we want more of this. We want to be able to go to our college campuses and be more well prepared for Israel advocacy. What can you provide for us? And it really ties in nicely with Next Step, for example. Teens would come to us and say they want political experience. They want legal experiences. And this is our opportunity to be able to say, hey, we're going to give you an internship within the realm of Israel advocacy. They'll give you a background understanding of those spheres of, uh, of, of the 
uh, you know, of basically of what's going on in Israel and in that area and be able to help them come back to America with those experiences in hand. Uh, we're really responding to what the teens are interested in. Yes, you're right. It's definitely a challenge to constantly be expanding, <laughs> but we're, we're up for that challenge. We got the, you know, we got the, uh, the desire and, and definitely the willpower to be able to make it happen. I assume that uh, all this information at summer.ncsy.org, including new information about 2021, right? For sure, for sure. And people could be up to date on what's happening. And uh, look, I know there's, there are lofty goals that we're going to discuss both today and on Wednesday. Uh, because the lofty goals that David Cutler sets, frankly, is really part and parcel of this whole NCSY summer program experience. Sure. Not only do these programs take place and all these experiences help educate and help you know, the, the kids grow, but it seems like if not for the hype of always trying to get bigger and bigger and always trying to get to the next level, whether it's 1,500 summer students and, and 2,000 summer participants, et cetera. You know, and I think that's part of the whole thing that makes this whole effort so important. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's exciting for teens to be part of such a large endeavor, uh, you know, part of a large community. Again, like you mentioned, the Yom NCSY experience typically has right. 2,000 people dancing around. Again, it's hard to Plus even imagine. Plus all the guests and everything. And with the guests and everything. Exactly. And it's just, it's exciting to be part of such a large, you know, family of what NCSY Summer All is. And, and definitely, with David Culler's vision uh, for what the what the future can hold and what the, what the future possibilities are, we're under incredible leadership. And really, uh, it's an exciting venture to be part of. All right, you're not uh, you're not down because of COVID. You are raring to go. We're ready. Full, We're ready. Full steam ahead. <laughs> Definitely. We thought we'd find people that uh, you know are down because of the situation, but it's funny that you're just looking to the future and ready to keep growing. I thank you very much for joining us today. Thanks so much. Continued Hatzlacha. It's by Jacob Bernstein, who directs Next Step, and of course is Director of Strategic Expansion for NCSY Summer. Information at summer.ncsy.org. Thank you, Rabbi Bernstein. More coming up. You are listening to a, a Monday morning edition of JM in the AM. This is a uh, special show because for us, it's something that we have um, really established as a tradition, which is to <laughs> be at Yom NCSY, usually during the rehearsal and the actual Yom NCSY program that's going on. Very hard to hear, very difficult to, to present the show, but we always somehow do it, and we do it with all that excitement behind us and all the kids having an amazing time. Uh, this time it's a little different as we talk about Yum and CSY from last night, which was virtual, and speak about the NCSY summer programs that are, again, such an important part of uh, our community. More coming up. You're listening to JM in the AM.
Monday morning. We're actually got to get a bagel. Got to thank Joel here in uh, Woodmere, New York. We thank him. He's always a great host. Uh, on a Monday, uh, it's really Sunday as we record the show, which has been a tradition of ours to record as the 
rehearsals going on and as the actual show is going on for Yom NCSY that's coming up later tonight. Uh, for many of you, you will have seen it last night. I know this sounds confusing. I also remind you that tomorrow on Tuesday mornings, JM in the AM, Danielle Renoff, her cookbook is out. It's called Peas, Love, and Carrots. She joins us 7.45 a.m. Eastern Time tomorrow, Tuesday live at JM in the AM. Rabbi Dr. Josh Joseph is here in our mobile studio at Gotta Get a Bagel. He is the incoming executive vice president and chief operating officer of the Orthodox Union. Uh, it has been a while since we've seen him, although I did participate in a uh, Zoom going away, virtual going away celebration that, frankly, I was glad that they gave me a small, tiny, tiny little role so I could express just how incredible a person Rabbi Dr. Josh Joseph it is a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Thank you so much. Great to be here. Did you enjoy the virtual celebration that uh, discussed your years at YU and commemorated the fact that you're moving on to the OU? Well, the thing I enjoyed the most was your son <laughs> and David I, Schwartzman, yeah, who they're... did a great intro uh, and the play-by-play. -play. And, um, of course, I did not make the over when Schwartzman projected that I would make it halfway before I started crying. <laughs> I made it into Rabbi Berman's speech, and then the that tears it, started. Yeah. That was it. But See, it was very moving, and I really appreciated it, and totally undeserved. Now that you mentioned the most important part of the program uh, from that day, uh, would you like to hear the pep talk that that MC was I, given beforehand? I, you know, listen, the apple does not fall far from the tree, clearly. So I mean, the reminders that there were members of the Board of Trustees on that call, things yeah. like that, you think that may have made it into the conversation? I'm sure, I'm sure you were... <laughs> Fundamental in making that uh, that all come together. But in all seriousness, I find it. Look, you know, I'm an old guy already. I could say this. I find in life, you get certain opportunities to make an impression on certain people. It happened to me many, many years ago. It happens to others, and and you want to take advantage, frankly, of those opportunities. You want you want to be people to you know leave with a good impression of you, etc. It's one of the things I try to impress. Uh, upon my son. And, and by the way, it was interesting watching you and Rabbi Bernstein, who was just here, interact because you are, are, are meeting more and more people now, I would guess, in your new role, or it's soon to be a new role, who are extremely talented and have really taken advantage of what I just described. When given an opportunity, they really shine. And we talk, this whole show is about NCSY Summer, as you know. Yeah. There are a lot of really, really talented people. And for us, it's amazing to watch, as we do this every year, more and more of them come into this whole group. It's pretty amazing. When you think about it, the Jewish world doesn't realize, certainly in the Orthodox world, I don't think realizes how much good young talent there is out there. Well, I mean, I don't know if we've talked about it here, but I, I'd like to give a shout-out every time I can to the fact that I went on the second ever jolt. Right. And that program... Because of that program, I am where I am today. You I, said this during your quote-unquote JM and the AM exit interview. Okay. <laughs> or, so I won't go through the story well, again. No, are you kidding yeah. me? It's a great story. Or entrance interview, depending on how you view it. And honestly, I had, I had forgotten. I had forgotten that this was your entree yeah. into the world that we know, a world so filled with Jewish talent and Jewish education. And for you, that summer experience was off the charts, I would guess. Off the charts. Fundamentally changed how I viewed life and introduced me to Ravarin Lichtenstein Zatzal and that's right. how I ended up going and studying and the great blessing that my parents gave me to study for four years in Israel and uh, uh, that wouldn't have happened, would not have happened otherwise uh, and 
I talk about Rabbi Moshe Kripka, and I talk about Rabbi Ben Sion Scheinfeld, who made the introduction to Rev Lichtenstein, and Alana Goldscheider, and Michal Chester, the great, the great counselors that we had uh, then, up to and including last summer, where my daughter, Marsha, who's going to be hopefully uh, in Israel at Michal Mayan starting September, um, going with my, my son, Ozzy, who's going back Shana Bet, just in a couple weeks here, getting the flight ready. But Marsha last summer was on Hatzalah Rescue. I didn't realize that. Wow. And so because she was there, I took my mother, who had a big birthday. I'm not going to talk about what that <laughs> number is. We're not, we, don't, we don't talk about no that shout publicly. Out for that. <laughs> uh, and we visited her last summer in Israel, surprised her for her birthday. And went, we got there. Her birthday happened to be the era of Yom NCSY. And we got there, and I went to Yom NCSY for the first time. And again, NCSY summer changed my life. Because that experience opened my eyes again to what NCSY is and has become and is, has changed and developed. And who knew six, eight months later when I was having conversations that I didn't know I was going to be having. And the excitement from Yom NCSY got me excited again and changed my life again to where I am now heading to work at the OU. Pretty amazing. Rabbi Dr. Josh Joseph is here. You know, it's funny, the Israel Rescue Program, again, and I know I'm, some people claim I harp too much on this, but it's another one of those programs, in my opinion, where we didn't know how successful it could be. Language barriers, people riding with Israelis who are really familiar with the whole system. Yeah. It's, it's rescue work. You know, it's, it's complicated to, no matter what level you're at, it's complicated to get acclimated to it. Sure. And yet it ends up being one of the, I mean, where they were praising the kids who were with them you know, throughout the entire summer. Yeah. Uh, and it led my daughter to come back here and do her EMT training and, uh, you know, passing all her tests. She's got one more uh, test coming up this week, uh, Amir Tzashem, but, uh, you know, sort of inspired her in terms of what she wants to do and who she wants to be, and it's, uh, it's an amazing thing. You know, you're the incoming executive vice president and COO of the OU. And that means that there are certain areas that you know you'd like to transform. There are certain areas where you have a vision, where you say to yourself, you know, we're at this level or at this place, and I'd like to see it go there. Most leaders operate that way. When it comes to NCSY summer, it, se <laughs> it seems like the, the goal of someone like yourself, which is to see it grow and see it continue to influence children uh, from around the U.S. and really around the world at this point, uh, that that would be the goal. I don't know if much adjustment is necessary, not to tell you how to do your job, but you're walking into it. You're, wa <laughs> you're walking. Uh-oh. <laughs> Maybe I have to tell you about it. Not to tell me how to do my job. <laughs> not to tell you. That, you know, when someone starts the things, you know, no offense. Or I'm not going to tell you how to do your job, but you know how you can do your job. Excuse me. It's only, it's only 50 minutes into the show. I don't want to throw the towel in now, if you don't mind. <laughs> I'd like to remain here for a while. Uh, but in all seriousness, uh, to us as the outsiders, it looks like this is a program that just keeps growing, keeps reaching more and more. There has to be some satisfaction on your end that this is going pretty well. Absolutely. And I think there's so many things I'm finding just as I begin to scratch the surface. You know, I think I'm like... A lot of other people. I mean, I'm obviously not. And we can talk about that <laughs> another time. But I'll vouch for that. In this one way, I'm like other people. When we think we know what the OU is, we think we understand what it does. But then we start to scratch the surface. And me, not 
always having a guardian on my mouth. I'll say in, in, in some of these conversations that we've had and just even in interviews in order to get the job, no, why don't we do this? Oh yeah, we do that already. And not only do we do that, but we do this and that and the other thing. There's so much going on at the OU that a lot of people know about, but I think we sometimes think we know, okay, we know what NCSY is. But when you think about, well, NCSY summer, do people really understand? People, Marsha, my daughter again, going back to her, right. a few years ago went to Camp Maor, which is part of NCSY, the We're amazing Sarah We're going to speak to the director this morning. Yeah. Okay, so what an incredible program for, for, for young girls and, and growing women to have that opportunity to go and be uh, invested in and, and, and artistic in all kinds of ways in the summer. It was a growth opportunity for her that right. helped her to trajectory But, but one, trajectory of, the thing, one to of the things our listeners don't realize, not to praise you too much, but what they don't realize is that you know you are as both Ray Berman and uh, President Berman and President Joel said in your in your going away party. Um, they both spoke about your incredible forward thinking, forward vision, looking at things and imagining what they can be like down the road. That's something that's you know a, a skill that many of us you know envy, frankly, and not everybody's got it. As a leader, it's only it can only help if you have it. And if you're saying that you look at NCSY summer or make certain suggestions or why not, why not, and you see they've already been implemented or you see that, that then that's, to me, a really important statement that's coming from somebody who, you know, was always thinking down the road. Yeah, look, I mean, I think that there are things, as you've said, you can always do more. And you can look at it both quantitatively and qualitatively. Right, so are there going to be more programs, more opportunities for different kinds of students, different kinds of kids, different kinds of counselors? What are we doing with, you talked about, you started before about the amazing people at the OU, at NCSY. A lot of talent, a lot of talent. Talent, Rabbi, you know, yeah, a lot of talent. How many people? I don't want to say one name and I'm not going right. to say the other, right? What are we doing with all that talent? And how are we growing that talent to be the next and the next and the next? And so I think that sometimes there are strategies within the strategies of how you can continue to grow. And again, both on a quantitative uh, perspective, but also the It's quality. funny, I think about this all the time. I have, I have a nephew, frankly, who's known as a really talented person in the NCSY system. And I always say to myself, you know, he's somebody who could impart on others the ability, the skills, the education necessary to do his type of work. And that's a really important function, right? It's not just doing what you do, but we also want you to educate others how to do it and teach them the skills sure. of how to relate to both students and parents. Uh, it's a really important consideration, frankly. Now, because you're going to be at the OU, I think you and I have to come to a certain agreement. Um, when you were up at Yeshiva University, um, if there was any um, breaking news regarding the Yeshiva University Maccabee basketball team, you would, of course, text me first, and then everybody else would get you know, part, of the, part of the action, part of the information. Uh, I think if anything significant becomes kosher under the OU label over the next few years, I would like you to keep me in mind for breaking news. You have my number to text me. I'd, I'd like to be in the know, and frankly, I'd like to be the first to be in the know. So if there's anything either down the road that you anticipate or or any information you have definitively, please let me know as soon as right. possible. You, you're always my first call, Nachum. <laughs> Always my first call, and that's why you knew before my own parents about my own children being born. You why, heard it here first, well, folks. Why it do was I, on JM why do, in the AM. Why do I think you're kidding? You think that's unreasonable of me to ask that I should be first never on your unreasonable. list for you're breaking ne news like that? Never unreasonable You're sitting me, in the OU office. You will be in the epicenter of anything important that happens when it comes to the world of kashers. And I have you on WhatsApp, so I can get it right to you as soon as, uh, as, soon as I know. 
I will tell you that you are surrounded by incredible talent when it comes to NCSY. You're also surrounded by incredible talent when it comes to, well, this we discussed actually in our prior conversation. Uh, the rabbis that are with, that are aligned, we should say, with the OU, that work very hard, both kashras-wise and otherwise, synagogue services. This is something we saw blatantly during the COVID situation we're in, how they are very active in supporting shuls and helping rabbis decide what to do and, uh, and what to implement during these times. So again, I know I keep saying it, you're surrounded by a lot of talent in many different ways. It's an organization that has tremendous growth potential, even though it has already uh, come so far at this point. So we wish you good luck with that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you know, we never talk about how much I love music. It's always basketball, basketball, basketball with you. Do you, you love you, music? I love music. Really? I'm a huge What did you listen person. to in the gush? What was hot when you were in the gush? <laughs> or in the gush, after the 18 hours in the base medrash, there's no time for music, Dr. Joseph. That's right. So, But, but Shabbos, we used to sing. Ah. We used to sing in the stairwells, and we used to have a tish in my room who Friday would lead? Nights. Who would lead? Would you lead those That was my tish. Yeah, really? In my room, yeah. And what would be the signature song? Like, what would be a... I, you know, I think we were just singing it um, yeah, this weekend. Vili Rishalayim, really? I think, was, was, a, was, a big, uh, was a big one for us Very back nice. in the day. So, no question. And imagine that. being that close to Jerusalem and singing Vili Rishalayim. That's inspiring beautiful. in and of itself. Yeah, beautiful. All right, I'm glad we had the chance to talk a little bit about music. I assume this won't come up again in the, for another, for another three. It's not as fun as basketball, for another but yeah. Three, four conversations. By the way, you should know, I mean, and I guess we don't have time to go into it, but I did want to give you my opinion about the possibility of the NCAA Division Three actually starting up this year. I don't know if you want to hear it or I not. Would, I would love to hear your prognostication. Here, yes. since, you, yeah. since, since you are somebody who not only is a brilliant university leader and has proven so, but in addition you're in touch with many other university leaders, I thought here's what you would do. You would take this example of what's happened in Orlando with the NBA, and you would suggest to your colleagues, hey, let's just sequester all the guys in one place, let them do all their classes via Zoom, and we'll be able to play the season. Can you imagine the entire Skyline Conference having a bubble that they could go ahead and, and participate and play the sports? We don't have to wait till the spring. We can get this going in September. I'll bring it straight to the president's uh, of the I Skyline. I see you're not nearly as excited about this as I am. I think education comes first in this kind of situation. Whoa, wait, but, uh, wait a second. Wait a second. I could, I could see already. I could see already. I, 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 I see what you've taken away from your university experience. <laughs> My parents would be happy to hear this, but I'm devastated. Education before basketball, you're saying? At least till January. How about that? Yeah, I hope you're right that it actually yeah. will start up at some point during the year. Uh, Rabbi Dr. Josh Joseph, congratulations. Thank you. Make this a habit, please. Visit us as often Amen. as possible. Looking forward to it, and thank you for covering this really important, incredible event. Yom NCSY is amazing, and uh, thank you all for, uh, for all of the, your work for NCSY. It. it is a great event, and they're a great organization. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program, heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSegal.com and the NachumSegal Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app.
to take this opportunity and thank Joel Baruch. Joel Baruch from Gotta Get a Bagel. Uh, again, he has proven to be the host with the most. He's also uh, provided what has turned out to be one of our most effective mobile studios. So thank you, Joel. Got to get a bagel. We love coming here. Unfortunately for you, we love coming here very often. Uh, hundreds of recipes in Danielle Renoff's brand new cookbook tomorrow, Tuesday, JM in the AM. She will be on starting at 745 live. I get my opportunity to spend some time with her, ask her all the questions that many of you want to hear the answers to. It's over 430 pages, over 350 recipes. Danielle Renoff's cookbook, Peas, Love, and Carrots. We speak to her Tuesday, tomorrow, 745 here at JM in the AM. Sari Khan is with us here in our mobile studio. We're celebrating Yom NCSY because Yom NCSY is a, uh, an event uh, that we always broadcast from, that we always have a wonderful time at. Unfortunately, this year, uh, we're not actually uh, going to be in Israel for Yom NCSY, but we're going to be together virtually for everybody. And those of you who saw it last night, you saw we were virtually with everybody, enjoying Mordechai Shapiro and Benny Friedman. Uh, but it does give us an opportunity every year to talk about the NCSY summer programs. And Sari is director of Camp Ma'or. I am told the only program to actually uh, run where it was scheduled to run this year. The only, the only real, some might say, NCSY summer program uh, to run. Obviously, there are others, but I think she knows exactly what I mean. Thank you so much for joining us here at JM in the AM. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Ma'or has been around how long? This was our seventh summer. Oh, wow. And it is based where? So we are typically based in the Poconos on a beautiful campus. And this summer we ran virtually. And it's going well so far? So we just finished our last day of camp on Friday. Nice. So thank God it was a smashing success. We had 45 campers from 25 different cities from across the U.S. and Canada wow. join us on this program. Some brand new campers, campers who've been with us for a long time, and campers who were just going to come to camp for the first time this summer. What's Ma'or's goal? We were discussing already, and every year we talk about all the different categories that kids are pursuing when it comes to an NCSY summer program. What are they pursuing when they're at Ma'or? We are a performing arts overnight camp. We bring professionals from the fields of voice, dance, film, and theater, and we added this year uh, art as well. Uh, to help our campers develop their self-confidence and self-esteem through the medium of the performing arts. Uh, must be somewhat difficult to do that virtually. I would think a lot of this is, you know, sort of on the spot, uh, doing things as you're watching other people do it and learning from them. How did it work and be so successful this summer? So, thank God, I have an amazing staff. I have about a 90% return rate on my staff every summer. So when I turned to them and said, uh, do you guys want to go virtual? <laughs> and they said, uh, yeah. They, they actually said, uh, we will do and we will listen. Um, so <laughs> Sounds <God>. familiar. <laughs> yes, thank God. Great staff members. And so we all just brainstormed together. We work collaboratively. And everybody just started doing a lot of research, seeing what's out there, what's not out there, innovated things on our own. and. Thank God, the girls really enjoyed themselves. Sari Khan is with us. I'd have to imagine, have you been there since the beginning, by the way, of Mar or not? I started it. You started it. I'd have to imagine that when you started it, there were a lot of skeptics who, who said this type of program probably won't work with Jewish youth, especially those that are attracted to NCSY programs. Did you have a lot of doubt at the beginning that this could be something effective? 
I think people were more unsure of our goal at first, and they thought, are we trying to develop Orthodox Jewish girls into becoming Broadway actresses and film actresses? And then when I quickly explained that there's so much more to the performing arts, and that when you have a background in the performing arts, the sky is the limit in what you can accomplish in this world, and that that's what we're really trying to give these girls. Right, and not everybody who's involved in these activities and who has a love for these activities necessarily has a goal to be on Broadway. They have a goal to accomplish something that they feel they can accomplish and that would really enhance their life experience. Correct, and that these are lifelong skills that we're cultivating in these girls. And that also, it's interesting, we've had campers come to camp and say to me, I hate to dance, I don't, I'm never going to dance, you can't get me to dance. And they work with our head choreographer, Rhonda Malkin, who was a raquette for 12 years, for one day, and then they're dancing all around camp. Interesting. Uh, we're talking about Ma'or, when it's uh, a regular year and not one where COVID has invaded, are there also 45 or different numbers in a regular year? Uh, it's a little bit more. We have between 50 and 70 campers. We were projected to have 70 campers and, you know, be full this summer. Um, but it is what it is. And we're really thrilled that so many families took the risk with us this summer to try something completely new and innovative. Uh, the art component must be interesting. I'm sure through Zoom and through the virtual avenues, people who are, you know, experts or leaders or teachers in art were able to help out. That's something visual and easier to do, I would think, virtually. Yeah, so it happens to be one of my own daughters got very interested in art recently. And I said to her, I know this is something new for us in camp this summer, but I want you to try it. And she loved it. She was just showing us over Shabbos, really, everything that she created and things I never thought she would be able to do and accomplish in in only four weeks. So it was really magical. What do you think of the film part of this summer? So it's very interesting. What we did was we we commission a playwright every year, um, a professional playwright to write our plays so that every girl has a really nice spot in the play and something that really is her own part. We don't want anyone to be tree number one in our shows. (laughs) So (laughs) that's important. Um, I think I used to always be tree number one. I was definitely the Shamish on Hanukkah, that I could tell you. (laughs) (laughs) I hear that. I'm tall myself, so I I get it. I used to be the the adult when I was, you know, in fifth grade. Um, (laughs) But (laughs) what what happened was the playwright had already written a play for us for the summer, and then um, our play director, who's a professional off-Broadway director, her name is Rachel Klein, and I approached the playwright and we said, can you create a some, something for Zoom for us that's, you know, innovative, Effective. exciting, fun? And she did. And we put together this original production. It's called Starship McGuffin. And the campers are on a starship um, communicating with each other. And it makes sense that they're communicating over screen. So it's actually being edited right now. It's going through an editing process. Uh, and we're inviting everybody else, everybody back for a big watch party in three weeks to watch all the performances. Unbelievable. So they get to see and uh, uh, really analyze the culmination of, their, of all their hard work this summer. Yes. Exactly. And it will be nice also, we really created a sense of community also. There was bunk time every day where they played games and interacted with their bunk mates and their counselors. And wow. so I think they're going to be really excited to come back and see their friends as well at that time. We're speaking to Sari Khan, director of Kama, or one of the things we always emphasize in these Yeoman CSY shows, I mean, I always emphasize it, so it's always a theme, and we've already spoken about it today, is the talent that you're surrounded by, a lot of kids and a lot of the counselors, you know, really remarkable abilities that they're able to learn uh, or transmit to others. 
but you have a, a more you have another interesting component when it comes to talent. You're working with people who are professionals in these areas. And again, not that other NCSY programs, you know, can't, uh, we can't say something comparable about that, but in yours, it's so unique. You don't usually find people in our community dealing with off-Broadway producers and directors, people involved in film and dance, as you just described, et cetera. So that perhaps give you a whole other vision of how much talent there is out there. What has been really fascinating to me through this process of Kama Or is that there are many from women who are, you know, our neighbors who have, are, these have these skills, who um, are Bali Chuva, who are converts, or there's also this like 20 something generation who have, are really have been from, from birth and just are so talented and had to pave their own paths. You know, I'm talking about the Leah Gottfrieds and the Shandle and Tillises, and you know, these are people who have been involved in our camp for many years as well. So we're talking about people who have this passion and that's also the difference. When someone is teaching you what they're most passionate about in this world, the class is elevated to an entirely different level. No question about it, pretty amazing. Uh, information, I assume, at the regular summer.ncsy.org, and you're anticipating a big 2021, I would guess. Yes, <laughs> we, we are very hopeful that we will be back together in camp, please God, in uh, 2021 with our new virtual campers, along with our campers who have been with us for many years. Uh, and to bring everybody together uh, in this one big camp community. I'll say also that, you know, the fact that we have at this point so many of our counselors, all of our counselors except for one this year, uh, were returning campers. Oh, wow. So at this point, we've really created this community of women and girls that is really unprecedented. Yeah, we love your term virtual campers, frankly. <laughs> That's a very, very good way of putting it when you have to sum up this summer. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, a real pleasure having you on. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you so much. Sari Khan, director of Camar 2021. It should be back on its Pocono campus. Right now it was operating over the last few weeks as a virtual camp and one that, as you heard, uh, was very effective and really helped a lot of young people. 18 minutes after the hour, more coming up. You're listening to a Monday morning broadcast of JM in the AM.
Yom NCSY show. This time we're doing it from Gotta Get a Bagel, which is located in Woodmere under the leadership of Joel Baruch, one of the best. And uh, we've often used this as our mobile studio, I'm proud to say. It's a Monday morning on this 3rd of August, the 13th of Menachem Av. Don't forget that tomorrow Danielle Renoff joins us. We'll talk about uh, cooking and her brand new cookbook. Oh, speaking of uh, great kosher food, don't forget that this portion of NSN programming is brought to you by our friends at A&H. Abel's and Hyman Kosher Hot Dog Sausage and Deli is the world's best, now available at Trader Joe's Nationwide, and of course, and Kosher Supermarkets Nationwide as well. Check out A&H today and go to kosherdogs.net. Enjoy 10% off with promo code RADIO. Again, try A&H today. Well, Rabbi John Green is with us in our mobile studio. He's director of Camp Sports. And he also, for those of you who follow the news up at Yeshiva University, is the assistant director of the uh, world-famous JSS program, Rabbi John Green. A pleasure to welcome you to JM in the AM. It is a pleasure to be here, Nachon. I appreciate that. Um, it's great to have you on. You know, I, with all our, um, with apologies for a moment to our friends at NCSY, I do want to speak for a moment about this unusual year that just concluded up on your campus, specifically at JSS. And the reason I ask you is because um, you're somebody who has the uh, amazing ability uh, to really forge um, great relationships with people who are just being introduced to Judaism in many cases. I mean, these are college students, college-age students, who have, many of them have everything they can imagine, but they really have not had a real Jewish experience. And I wonder if starting around Purim time, you started saying to yourself, how sad and how regretful that you were making such progress or, you know, you saw certain guys in JSS 
you know, on their way to wrapping up a phenomenal year, and it sort of got derailed. Am I making too much of that, or did you think that at all during this? All you of this? could make too much of that. <laughs> I mean, one, you know, it happens. Um, I uh, I try that. Uh, I don't know. They say a lot about COVID. Different blood types are, you know, different. You oh know, yeah, that one I that, never that's heard. That's a new thing. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, my blood type, I try to always keep is a uh, B positive, and. Um, <laughs> Uh, we've turned this this uh, whole uh, whatever pandemic into the best we could. So uh, in JSS and in any care of organization, I guess that we're doing, uh, we have actually stayed online longer in JSS than we have ever had in, in any time. And midterms finals ended, and we have actually been going strong with a group of guys. We've been learning a Mishnah a day. Um, we do one Mishnah on four continents. That's what we like to call it. Because the JSS guys went back to their house. So there's a guy from South Africa, a guy from the Canary Islands, a guy from Israel. Canary Islands? Yes, we have one guy, alum, from the Canary there's Islands. There's always one from the Canary Islands. <laughs> and uh, they all get on. And we've done, we're in the eighth parak of uh, Mishnah Brachlis for one Mishnah a day. So, you know, we try to be positive about it all. And that's really. Uh, so there is you know, a way to connect and stay connected, yeah. I guess. There's a way to do it. And uh, it's amazing that. That yeah. I, on a voluntary basis, obviously, they're doing this and continuing, you know, further yes. along with you. Yeah. So, so you wouldn't say that it was a lost opportunity. You would say it was a different opportunity, a different way to stay engaged and to make sure the students know that you and 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 our people sort of are, are around. Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, that's what Kirov is all about. Right. It's just you making sure they know that you care. Well, so. you're one of the best, and we're always impressed with your work. Camp you sports. Yeah. Camp sports normally. Right, take us <laughs> take us back a year. <laughs> what would it look like during the summer camp sports? It would be like this, very hot, uh, <laughs> but we'd be outside in Baltimore playing sports and uh, and uh, making relationships with uh, the NCS wires. That's really what it's all about. And there'll be Torah study and There's great a, davening and there delicious is, food and everything else. Yeah, every day is pretty much we learn in the morning, we play sports in the afternoon, and we go on trips. And uh, we forge relationships. It's really one uh, night out, one boy's night out. And there, are, and there are trips to take in that area. People always think, oh, if you want trips, you've got to go to an Israel program. But there's stuff to do in the eastern part of the United States also. There is. We go to uh, two minor league baseball games. Nice. We go to the Hagerstown Suns and the Baltimore Orioles. Um, sorry, that was uh, <laughs> rough. That was a rough one to all the Baltimore people. But, no, we, we do. We take trips and we do things and we have a great time. Thank God. That's a... Uh, that's really what's part of it. What has the summer of 2020 looked like? The summer of 2020 has been interesting. Uh, it started actually at the end of the summer of 2019. Is Our staff created something called Keep the Kesher, where they have started a hashtag, and every time they would, any NCSY advisor from camp would meet a camper, they would take a picture, post it on the WhatsApp, and hashtag uh, Keep the Kesher. And uh, we kind of parlayed into that, and we started Keep the Kesher 2020. Uh, and we get together every Thursday night with a full Mishmar program, uh, learning, prizes, raffles. Uh, that first Mishmar we did, there was a thunderstorm on Friday morning. And for the guys who were local, we went and delivered prizes to them, and it was amazing. So we've tried to keep it going as much as we miss all of what's going on. But once again, we tried to you know, make it positive. And the competitive sports that have to be tabled for a while. Yes. Yeah, but they're competitive. <laughs> Our advisors, even with Keep the Kesher, there's a competition. <laughs> how many NCS wires can you get even six feet away? Like, how many pictures can I get over the summer to keep the Kesher? So that's, uh, the competition is there. That's oh, of course. Yeah. There has to be some type of competition. That's what makes a boys camp a little easy. Just make it a competition. We're good. You We're know, good to go. One of the things we've learned today, and I'm, I'm impressed by this, is how many people in positions like yours thought of creative ways, whether it's a formal program or not, to really keep everybody engaged throughout this summer and such an unusual summer. A lot of credit for that. We you have know, a lot of guys learning for, to win a Romanian salami. 
Seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, it's amazing what you could accomplish. It's, it's, it's worth 30, 40 guys it's, it's, logging it's, on. It's <laughs> worth altering your daily schedule for the eventuality of the Romanian Correct, <laughs> exactly right. That's the, uh, <laughs> that's the lesson you've learned here. Huh? Correct. <laughs> uh, and now as you look forward, you know, it seems that the theme of, of the summer of 2020 is 2021. That's what, that's what it seems. Everyone wants to talk about the plans coming up, assuming that that campus can be open next year. I'm sure you'll be running there, right? Oh, uh, we hope to. Yeah, I mean, up until the end, you know, Nairishal wanted us. It's a beautiful relationship that we have with Nairishal. Oh, so even in June you were thinking about it? We were up until right. June, and then all at once the OU, the right. governor of Maryland, and Nairishal said it's not going to work. Right. So, but we tried really hard. We were, you know, the last standing domestic program. Right. Uh, we tried. So then we tried to do what we could online. But and I said earlier, it's funny because um, some people, some people are, you know, talking about the next summer, 2021, with great promise and with a lot of plans. And other people are like, you know, <laughs> we have to see what happens. You don't know day to day in this thing. You know what's going to happen and how things are going to pan out. We are full speed ahead. You know, David Cutler is all. Let's yeah, see, do. David doesn't allow the second well, thing. Well, you have to understand that we work for the Rabonish alum. So, you know, he didn't want us to work this summer. That was weird for us. Right. So show him you're serious about it. And you're yeah, we got to put more effort in that we want to make sure that we want to run. And, you know, we have, uh, you know, 25 years I've been in camp. Uh, so we're going to make it happen next year. And, and I have no doubt about that. But we got a little we need a little davening. And, uh, you know, but we'll work What's on that. What's the capacity of camp sports? The capacity of camp sports is about 80 to 90 guys. You do have that many. Yeah, 80 to 90 high school boys translates into about uh, 130, 150 average kids. And so. everybody, <laughs> very good, and everybody from other parts of the country as well, not just Baltimore or New York. No, 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 no. There's everywhere. A, across the country, across, yeah. we have a few guys from Israel. We actually have a few, we've, in years past, we had kids from Poland. Um, Who live in Poland? Live in Poland to come to camp, yeah. And how is their relationship with the American kids? They get along great. It's amazing. Do they yeah. know English? They learn English, and they knew it a little. Yeah, everyone knows English. Nothing seems to be an obstacle for you, I see. We try not to. <laughs> and, and if I could digress for a second, it's, yeah. it's an amazing story that um, in the middle of the summer, we had two great incidents. We have got our alumni always stays in touch with camp. Camp doesn't right. end at, at this moment. And one of these Polish kids who is in Israel learning reached out to my, my assistant director, Rabbi Donnie Cooper. They haven't, he hasn't been in camp in five, six years and said, hey, how are you doing? They started a relationship. They started learning online all because it became this norm to learn online. Uh, it became a thing. So it's amazing like that. And it's that, you know, we'll learn this opportunity. And I think in the future, when 2020 comes around, we'll all be at our peak and we'll be bursting at the seams. And also it'll continue more because we'll know that we can stay in touch with these NCSYers even further, which is what we do all the time. So Pretty amazing. Anything, any other final words that you'd like to uh, share? I'll share with, with you me? one more good story yeah, sure. if you have a second. You're but sure. that uh, NCSY has been doing these great, you know, online events. And um, I even just, I met with my incoming, my outgoing boss, who's the incoming boss uh, from, uh, from well, you know, Josh Joseph, who's right. amazing. Uh, <laughs> I told him, I said, you know, that w on Shavuos, they had this online program. It was one of the first things NCSY did, you know, for the country, uh, a Mishmar program where right. everyone was learning the night before Shavuos. And I was popping into camp sports rooms. And I popped into a room of not current NCSYers, guys who were alumni, a guy named Jason Weinblatt and four guys from Portland. Jason's married with two kids. The guys from Portland are 25, and they were still learning together. And one of the guys said, hey, Jason, you remember the questions we asked you? And he said, yeah, hold on one second. He goes back to his room, pulls out the folder. He still has a list of questions that these campers asked him 10 years beforehand um, in his folder. So that's what NCSY is all about. It doesn't end in the summer. The summer is a point. It's a huge peak, and then we keep it going forever, hopefully. So we think it's only the kids for whom it's a life-changing and life and thinking about, you know, 
through, through many years afterwards experience. It's like that for the advisors and counselors as well. For sure, sure. Oh, it's all about relationships. Every great NCSY story, story starts with two words. My advisor. <laughs> and then it continues. That's really what it's all about. Phenomenal. Rabbi John, always great seeing you. It's always great seeing you. Hope Rabbi John you. Green is the director of uh, Camp Sports, and hopefully in the summer of 2021 he'll have an opportunity to lead the camp down in the Baltimore area. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonishmas Harav Zeb, and Yosef Alevi, and Zechonishmas Esther Basar, and Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. The Ikra Voda, our main service of Hashem, is to work on our Amuna to experience the world's events through the eyes of Emunah. After 120 years, the questions will be asked to a person, did you deal faithfully? When an individual makes an investment, he doesn't just leave it, but constantly sees how he can improve on it. If it's real estate, he'll flip it, he'll sell it. Similarly, when we're young, we have a certain belief in Emunah, but as we get older, we are supposed to constantly strive to broaden and deepen that belief. The Michta Melio states that attaining a level of pure Amuna is difficult. Even with regard to Avraham Avinu, he is the one who is deemed to have achieved a high level of Amuna. Yet the Pasuk says, and he trusted in Hashem, and Hashem considered it to him as tzedaka, righteousness. How does a person hope to perfect our own level of amuna? In fact, there are multiple degrees of amuna. Understandably, Avraham Avinu's level was at the highest. But you and I, we can strengthen our own personal level of amuna, no matter what the situation or circumstances. One of the candles that a certain woman would light would burn out each week. It was understandable if all went out, or a few, but each week only one candle would extinguish. She felt that it indicated a certain shortcoming in herself. She wanted to rectify it. She made a cheshben and nefesh, a personal accounting, and concluded that she should work on the midah of kas, anger. Often, she didn't remain even-tempered, and would become angry even at her own children. Under pressure, even her shalom bias had become affected. She determined that the reason the candle was being extinguished was to let her know she should extinguish the fire of her own anger. The following week, she worked diligently to control her anger with a lot of signs of success. She noted when she lit the candles that one began to flicker and would soon go out. She turned her eyes to Hashem. You are my father. I know you are trying to teach me something with this candle. If it is true that you want me to conquer my anger, please let the candle continue burning. I know full well that I continue to get angry, but I will try to overcome this midah. However, if you will forgive me, and burn like the other candles. I know I don't deserve to have an open miracle, but it would be a sign for me that would warm my heart. She instinctively looked at the candle that was going out and went to tend to her children who were waiting. When she came back 15 minutes later, the candle that was almost extinguished 
was somehow shining brightly. Its flame was full-sized, burning even more brightly than the other candles. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you Morning Chizik. Have a nice day. J.M. in the A.M. Let me explain what's going on here so people understand what's happening. We're broadcasting on Monday morning. Right now, it's Sunday afternoon. Because our tradition has always been to broadcast the next day's show from wherever Yom NCSY is. And it's a tradition that my staff thinks is a great tradition. Ask Miriam L. Wallach. Ask Yoni Pollock. They'll tell you. It's a great tradition, one that should continue for many, many years. What they never thought was that that tradition would not be happening in the state of Israel. They thought that just like last year and many years prior, we'd be in Israel doing this. We never dreamed that we'd be in Woodmere. But here we are, got to get a bagel, knowing that just a few miles from here, Yom NCSY is going to be taking place. I'm sure those of you who are listening right now saw Yom NCSY with Mordechai Shapiro and with Benny Friedman last night. And, um, and here we are as we talk about the NCSY summer programs both today and on Wednesday here at JM and the AM. Um, and that's uh, essentially it. Our, our, the, the travel ban has affected us. <laughs> Nobody can move anywhere, it seems, at least not easily in this world right now. And it has uh, affected our summer tremendously. So here we are with your, our Yom NCSY show from the five towns, believe it or not. I also want to remind you that tomorrow, Tuesday, JM and the AM, Danielle Renoff, whose brand-new cookbook is out, Peas, Love, and Carrots is going to join me live at 7.45 a.m. Eastern Time, 7.45 a.m. Eastern Time on Tuesday. Make sure to be tuned in for that. Um, and uh, that should be a uh, very interesting conversation as her cookbook is one of the most amazing bestsellers even before its official release. The pre-sale was just remarkable. Well, it would not be a Yom NCSY show for us if we weren't sitting across from the great Rabbi Noam Weinberg, director of Jolt Israel. Somebody, who's, uh, somebody who I have been a big fan of for many, many years, as many of you know. He has been with us uh, to discuss a variety of programs. And at some point, of course, because David Cutler and NCSY always get their man, at some point uh, NCSY and David Cutler got Noam Weinberg to uh, join them to lead Jolt Israel, which is a great program, which unfortunately is not happening this summer, and boy do we wish it was. And with all that in mind, I say, Rabbi Noam Weinberg, welcome back to JM in the AM. It is a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to be with you. Where's all the noise? Where's all the uh, pomp and circumstance of Yom Why? Where's the inability of you and I to hear each other <laughs> exactly. and to see each other when we do I'm these I'm not interviews. used to being able to like actually hear the it, questions. It's crazy. I'm telling you. What are the re- <laughs> people think I'm subdued here today. One of the reasons is because normally we're screaming at the top of our exactly. lungs trying try to get the point across. <laughs> so, true. so it may sound this it's way, so true. relatively speaking. Uh, but yes, usually there's a big celebration, yeah. uh, thousands of kids, no joke when we say thousands, gathered together from all the NCSY summer programs. We never would have dreamt a few months ago that we'd be here uh, and that circumstances would call for us to be here and that in Israel they'd be going through what they're going through now and so many places here in the U.S. going through what we're going through now. But uh, I guess it gives us a chance to both look back and look forward. Jolt Israel really does give a lot of kids a jolt. It does. I don't know what it stands for. I don't <laughs> care what it stands for, of anything. All I know is that a lot of students from around the U.S., they go with you to Israel, yeah. and they get this incredible jolt. What is it? How Thank do you God. spend your days in Israel that makes such an impression on the Jewish youth? So that's a great question. 
what we try to do is really give the kids something that is different than what they've had before. You know, people come to Israel and they think Israel is Ben Yehuda. And there's a lot of Israel in Ben Yehuda. There's something to be said for that. <laughs> 100%. I mean, Moshikos, of course. But I want kids to be able to understand that Israel is so much more than that. Israel is a beautiful north and a beautiful south and an east and a west, and there is a holiness everywhere. I want them to really understand the people and the culture, and I want to give them an opportunity to understand what true leadership is as well. And so that's what we tried to do. Through each hike, through each activity that we run, I give them takeaways so that they can use it experientially in the things that they do. You know, there are a lot of programs, in all seriousness now, there are yeah. a lot of programs, and even those that are academic-based, that do spend a lot of time touring Israel. Yeah. But for some reason, yours yeah. <laughs> seems to be, you wake up in the morning, what is today's, I wouldn't even say tour or hike, I would say, like, what's today's activity? Where are we heading, and why, and how? Exactly. And what's the message of the day, and how will the day end? Exactly. And again, not putting down any other programs. They do great no, work. Everybody there, does great but work. But there's yeah. just a, it seems like the physical activity involved in your program is 100% of the academia, is 100% of the, 100%. Of the experience. 100%. There's, there's a lot of planning and pre-planning. It's not just your run-of-the-mill, you know, Masada hike, but there's actually an understanding of the area. And a lot, what we try to do is really find a lot of out-of-the-box type of things. Right which is great for the kids to That's be able to do like. as well and build yeah. it up and build it into a theme and, and uh, give the kids real takeaways. Um, teenagers would pay attention, you've seen this, to the history of the area. Yep. Right? We think they're not going to sit through what a tour guide or you or others might have to say, but they will if they're doing it in a way that's really fun and interesting. When you say out of the box... That's where you and your staff come up with this creativity of how to transmit all of this that we want them to know. Absolutely. You know, in some it's all different about, way. It's, it, you know, it, it really gives us the opportunity to do some real experiential learning with the kids, to do it hands-on so that they can walk. You know, we, we go great picking in, uh, in, in a Moshav near Tel Azeka. And it's not just about the great picking. It's also about learning Truma and Meister. It's about stomping on the grapes. It's about daring the kids to drink the From grape freshly, juice right. that they have stepped on with their bare feet, which is always uh, <laughs> <Interesting>. <laughs> an interesting example. But that's what it is. It's doing things like that, that you know, we give them an opportunity. to. But also, experience. again, and I'm glad you used this example, because there are kids and adults who would never open a book Correct. that discusses Trumos and Maestros. Exactly. But because of what you're showing them exactly. are going to know what they need to know about exactly. Trumos and Maestros. Exactly. Exactly Which right, is a, and, that's, and, and, that's, and that's what it is, and it's, it's like that every single day with every single program. Everybody, Noam Weinberg is here. You have done some type of summer Israel, how many years in a row has it been? Like, what, how many? How many? Um, is it 10 wow. years or more? Uh, it's nine. This nine years. Ninth year. And somehow this thing broke your streak, huh? Yeah. yeah. Amazing. When was it obvious to you that this wasn't going to happen? I was really davening that it would... That, Turn that, around? Yeah. It's very difficult not to be in Israel. And are any of, I mean, I would assume you had a full program ready to go to Israel. Not only did we have a full program, we had a full two buses. We had 97 kids signed up. Which is more than usual? Which is more than usual. For the first year, we had so many kids apply. We had 97 kids coming. It, it was 
I mean, it was so many. No wonder you're so devastated, frankly. Yeah. And from all over the United States, obviously. But we're actually running two programs next year. We're running an 11th grade trip and a 10th grade trip. I'm starting early with the 11th graders so that I'll be able to be with them. And then I'm ending late with the 10th graders. And we already have one bus of 11th graders signed up. For next like, year? For next year, yeah. And we already have a lot of kids that have pre-signed up for, pre-registered for... Uh, for the 10th grade trip. So now, now, we I mean, Baruch Hashem. Need, now we just need Israel to sign yeah, exactly. up to it. And it. I need this coronavirus right. to kind of like end. Um, it's interesting that, you know, people you would think, and I keep making this point, you know, are so hesitant to make any decisions about the future. And yet you see people signing I'm up. I'm ready like to crazy. go. I'm ready to go. They're ready to go. Which Let's is really just do funny. This. Yeah. You, 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 with the, even with the overlap that you mentioned, yeah. you're going to need, you're going to need a superstar I, yeah. staff. Yes, we will. But you need do a have a superstar staff. staff we don't do. You? We have a lot of people. Um, I'm eyeballing a lot of people. I've been speaking to a whole slew of individuals so we're we're actually really like on the way to oh i have names for you i have to start recommending please do yeah are you kidding there's a lot of talent out there Rabbi. there Noah. is did you know that there's a I'm lot i'm always of happy to there. accept good Pe- names people from good who if people. you're absent because you're with the other group for a day can yes can step yes. in for you good you know there's a lot uh-huh. of good people out be there be in touch <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and so what has this summer been like for you? Has it essentially just been a, an extension of the, of the lonely been, end of the school year, basically? Summer has been, uh, you know, I'm an EMT for uh, Woodmer Fire Department, so nice. taking a lot of calls for them. And uh, gardening, a growing, lot of gardening, growing a lot of things on the Weinberg Farm. By the way, farm. that will help your jolt experience, yes, I'm sure. Yes, it You're will. You're going to probably incorporate yes, some of that into Trying it. to do that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, trying to stay sane. Not easy these days, that's for sure. Definitely not. Definitely not for me. Information about Jolt Israel, obviously, the same place we always direct you, summer.ncsy.org. Again, that's summer.ncsy.org. Everybody Noam Weinberg is with us. He directs Jolt Israel. And uh, any opportunity, this is not a criticism if you're not mm-hmm. able to, but some of the programs that we spoke about this morning have mentioned an opportunity to be in touch with those who've been on Jolt before or spend... Please, they- the, anybody who wants to talk to any should reach out to me, email me, be in touch. I'll send you. Traditionally, a, kids from last year would be in touch with you. Always, or? always. Oh, you mean that? Yes, a hundred percent. I have WhatsApp groups with all of my students. I have kids. They can't let go, huh? No, 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 no. What's I'm always the story in touch with, with them. I don't know. I have. I create close <laughs> connections with kids. They reach out. They ask Shyla still, which is great. They're, they're, we're connected. You know, it, when you spend a summer like that together, that's so meaningful and deep. Right. You just, you're always part of each other's lives. You know that we have a connection to Rabbi Weinberg uh, that's way beyond Jolt and the Kemisora programs that he ran and his experience at North Shore. You know that he was the rabbi <laughs> at the 2014 Pesach program where the Wallachs and Siegels spent Pesach together. He, I remember he that He was the rabbi. But he doesn't fondly. get Shadchanah's guilt. He will not get no. Shadchanah's. No. no. He'll, he'll, he's not responsible. that's where the kids met. Good. Right. right Is but that right? Yeah. Because yes. I remember saying something. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> to yourself, maybe, the, buddy. The man's yeah. desperate for any action. He, yeah. he needs some action. I mean, it's really a slow summer for Noam when uh, you know he's trying to take credit for that. But the truth of the matter is, I can speak to those long-lasting relationships because Shoshana Wallach mm. was on the inaugural jolt. Israel. She was, and she was also supposed to be. Yes, a madricha this summer. Oh wow! Yes, and I will tell yeah. you that. Oh, she probably ended up with a much better job. Though. Yeah, I'm sure. Oh <laughs> yeah, just as exciting. Um, definitely stimulating in a different way. But um, but seriously, I mean, like you know that that Kesher is still there, and and I, I'm not even just saying that because Noam's here, but her WhatsApp picture 
is still oh, from Jolt. From Jolt. I mean, <laughs> it's literally it's a four. It's five years ago. Four years ago. Five years ago. Yeah. I remember distinctly when we picked her up from JFK, and Lord knows we just wanted to get her and go home. And those kids could not separate from each other in the airport. And everyone's crying. Everyone's crying. Everyone's crying. And we get her in the car. And this kid is not a crier. She is not. I mean, you don't want to play poker with this child because you never see her emotions. Never. She gets in the car, and she and we're you know everybody. The three of us are quiet, and she says thank you for sending me and burst out in tears burst out in tears she was so (laughs) i know please don't cry on the air i'm very i know i know that's why i'm like maybe we got to a song you see it coming right right take a breath but can i tell you something yeah we had 14 advisors for the summer 10 of them were first year jolt israel right she for this knew, coming summer. Yes, they were all returning. That must be the greatest feeling for you. It was the greatest Correct. feeling. Correct. And so they're all That's getting, what it was. That's real leadership. So you know, they're they doing next summer, right? Yes. 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 I'm <laughs> going to need double the amount. Has ah, Miriam Wallach's future son-in-law been in touch with you uh, recently? No, but he should be. Oh, so he hasn't been in touch. He's, he's the only one that does not maintain that connection. I'm going to have to have a talk <laughs> with him. That is rough. Although I think we're friends on Twitter, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. because. But in all seriousness, you know how great a summer you had with him that summer. Oh, it was amazing. It was just a great summer. I got I got reports, as you know, every day that were just spectacular. And my kids were in other programs, obviously triplets, mm-hmm. same age, mm-hmm. other, and nothing against those programs. They were wonderful. Yours was just so awe-inspiring. Oh. Did. That was a fantastic year. And you loved it because, you again, with yeah, all, all the respect to David Cutler, you had even more freedom then to, yeah. to yeah. run. And yeah. even there was a lot. And again, you have plenty of freedom now, but you correct, get my point. Correct, correct. There, there was and a lot that we were able exciting. to do. Yeah, it really was a very exciting. different style. Right. 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 We, we were able to do a lot. But yeah, but... It's amazing. And CSY summer has been just an absolute godsend. And Jolt Israel has just been amazing. And the truth is, is that I get so much also. Just the Remember how upset I was when NCSY grabbed you? They always get their man. Ask Rabbi John Green, he'll tell you. They always get (laughs) their man. He was very bitter. Oh, was I bitter? He was. I was like, come on, he was guys. Very bitter. Let him be an independent. Let him go. Let him be At least we get to spend time with each other. That's true. Yeah, That's but the true. truth of the matter is, you know, you could you could right now decide who Shoshana Wallach should be set up with and really get Shoshana Whoa. skilled. Hold on Whoa, one second. She'd second. really you know, appreciate you know me doing have, this yeah, on the air. I mean, my gosh. Are you, you know what kind of risk she's, you just I am, And I'm not editing this she's out. She's going to short my bed Wait, tonight. You know I, I have two shidduchim from, from Jolt Israel that are my advisors. Are you serious? That's pretty cool. Talk about people... Talk about people with the same values and goals. John 100%. Green, John 100%. Green, zero. No, I'm two. <laughs> <laughs> John just gave one of the most historic Baruch Hashem's I yes. ever saw in JMDM history. Um, we should mention that I that this is really, really unusual. You were able to hear every word he says. Yes. You were able to actually follow the show, which we never are able to do at Yom Correct. Right? You're never, you don't know what's going and on. And he's this been able to sit for more than... And my voice is hoarse. His voice is not hoarse. I, I can mean, see him. Do you That's think we need to make a suggestion to David Cutler about next year? I'll or take being hoarse. I'll take not being able to <laughs> right. hear. I think maybe we should pre-record in June. Let's pre-record in June. Then go to Yom Before they leave. Before they leave. I love it. We already know it's going to be a great summer, so let's just do the show then. Rabbi Noam Weinberg. Yes. 5781, still in North Shore, correct? Yes. So people can find you there. They can. Not that we should give out your information, no, but after they can. all. I'm happy to. If they're looking for you, you mentioned you're on Twitter. You're findable. You're findable. Please, my Twitter handle. The paparazzi is going to find you. Yeah. Yeah. You will be filling up. We should, by the way, I'm sorry to interrupt, but we should mention Nahama. 
Because yes. Nahama, Nahama's really the brains behind this. Right, I, I and she'd be really, really, really no need mad. to tell us. That. Yeah, no, I, I, I assume you and your listeners all know that. Right. But, uh, I'm sorry you know, she's she, not here. She was originally scheduled to join us. Yeah, today. she was. She doesn't like the. Oh really? We know. The fame. We know. She'd we prefer know. if you handle the yeah, mic. Yeah, but she knows seriously. that I'm a glutton for. Uh, <laughs> right, and you finished farming for the morning, so you had all this time biking, farming, jogging with fresh basil. And I would not expect any less, frankly. But let's talk about Nahama for a second. Nahama Weinberg is an amazing woman to begin with on many, many levels. But she is also, I mean, as much as you're, should we say, the mashkiach ruchani of Jolt, she's the adult on the program. She's the mom. She is the adult in our house also. Right, Right. I imagine. She is. Like Stephen Wallach (laughs) in my household. (laughs) No, she is. She is 100%. She is the one that does the programming. She puts the program together. Right. She makes sure that every single child has what they need if there are issues of allergies she is on that she makes sure that every oh, child she really has a, is yeah she 100 percent. she does all of that stuff if we have to change things because uh there's an omes home and we have to we have to do a different hike she's on she she really is oh uh, i'm always is, thinking that only rockets prevent uh, certain things no schedule, no he, every single morning also. we're in touch yeah yeah wow. we get we actually right. have that a lot it's unfortunate i mean but we have to do what's in the best interest obviously health-wise for the kids but there are days that will They'll just say, listen, it's just too hot. You guys, Do, uh, do you make it from Tzvat to a lot? Do you do the whole, uh, we do. the whole country? We do. We do. I still have the map. We do. The oh, kids, right. That's right. The kids oh have. Oh, my gosh. Shoshana has the map. Of course yeah. she does. We only recently took it down because we had to paint we, the kitchen. But I'm since she landed. Right yeah, we put stickers <laughs> on all the places. On all the places. To. And people walk into my kitchen and they say, what? What map is that? Like, and yeah. you know, it shows the roots. Whenever yeah. I said that was Shoshana and Jolt Israel, yeah. and they look at me like, "Isn't she a junior in Stern?" I'm like, "Yes, yes, yes, <laughs> yes, she is." But still, um, yes, tenth grade, eleventh grade, both. What are so we? So this people? coming year, we have going into tenth grade. I'm sorry, going into 11th grade and going into 12th so grade. We have a 10th grade program and an 11th it's grade program. It's normally been exactly. an 11th grade program. That's now it's going to expand to 2021. Rabbi Noam Weinberg yeah. wants to hear from everybody. Suffer.ncsy.org. You want Jolt Israel in the yes. drop-down menu. Please. Jolt Israel, suffer.ncsy.org. Although it does sound like you're on your way to a sellout already. Yeah, but, I hope uh, so. Do you have a program for 45 and older? <laughs> come as a... Oh, sure. Nahum. Come as a staff member. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sure. No, we we spent enough time Five weeks? We could take care of five yeah, weeks sure. for the summer. That trust sounds me. great. That should be wonderful. Yes. For a lot of people. Uh, I'll give you 20 <laughs> bucks to tell Stephen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rabbi Weinberg. Thank you. Thank you so much for everything. Really. To say this is one of the top 10 highlights of my day would be an understatement. Thank you. I love you. And the day's not over. Thank and we already know. Yeah. I just don't want to insult Rabbi Greed because he was also a big highlight for me. So I can't say That's that you true. were the highlight. <laughs> Thank you. And Thank continued you very much Hatzlacha to you. Amen, amen. I hope the kids in North Shore know how lucky they are Thank you. to see Thank you, you and experience much. life with you on a daily basis. you think they know it or are you not sure? I'm certainly blessed and lucky to be able to spend time with them. Can you get me a couple of interview on the air at some point so I could ask them this question? Yeah. Yeah, bring them down. Bring a couple of them down. But we will let take gr- you up on that, Yeah, by the let way. me grill them okay. about what it's like to be interacting with Rabbi Weinberg on okay. a daily basis, hear what they have to All say. Right, we'll Maybe a ninth grader and a twelfth grader, you know. You got it. Sort of that whole thing. You know what I'm saying? We will be in touch. You know, <laughs> then we'll see where you end up the following <laughs> school year. By the way, <laughs> seriously, I have to pick, I have to pick wisely. <laughs> Always a delight. Thank you. Pleasure is mine. Thank you. Rabbi Noam Weinberg, everybody. It's uh, five minutes before 8 o'clock with plenty more coming up here at JM in the AM.
J.M. and the A.M. at America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world on the web at NachumSiegel.com and the NachumSiegel Network. And, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Hour number three, reminder tomorrow, Danielle Renoff. Tuesday, 745, Danielle Renoff and the... What did I say? <laughs> Danielle Renoff uh, is going to be, uh, if pronounced properly or not, is going to be our guest at 7.45 a.m. Eastern Time, Tuesday. <laughs> it, was an, it was a mistake. I mean, it was an accident. Boy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's, it's all, it's all uh, Freudian. Um, anyway, she has the brand new cookbook, Peas, Love, and Carrots, Tuesday, 7.45 a.m. Eastern Time, live. And from what I hear, I've been doing this for 37 years, but apparently now my career is complete now that she's coming on the air. That's at least what I've been told by my family. Uh, it seems <laughs> none of my prior guests over 33 and a half decades have been impressive, but this one really is one that they're taking note of. Rabbi Yisrael Kamenetsky, Rosh Yeshiva DRS, and the only person on our list of guests who does not have a title next to his name. I'm assuming that's because he is somebody who participates every year in NCSY Kolel. And knowing him, he probably doesn't have an official title. He's just there to inspire, to teach, and to, frankly, enjoy the incredible experience. Rabbi Kamenetsky, a delight to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Always a really special delight to be here with you, Nachum. Uh, I think we've spoken to you in the base medrash in Beit Meir, haven't we? On more than one yeah. occasion, I believe. On more than one occasion. You know, it's now August, well, I guess if we're broadcasting for a Monday show, I guess we'd say it's August uh, 2nd, 3rd, 3rd, right? August 3rd. Uh, typically August 3rd, you would be in that base medrash. You would be having an amazing time because you get to not only study Torah as often as you want during the day, but you get an opportunity to really influence a, a young, phenomenal bunch of kids. One that, by the way, uh, causes not only a sellout, but a waiting list at NCSY Kolel every summer. That's how popular the program has begun. How different is this summer, knowing what you would be doing in the first week in August in a typical summer? It's the first summer in 25 summers wow. that I have been, uh, not been in Eretz Yisrael for the summer, for Tisha B'Av, for Shabbos Chazon, for Shabbos Nachamu. Uh, it was quite, um, quite a different experience. Um, at the same time, uh, you know, Nachum, I know about you, uh, you're such a positive person, always upbeat, always looking to the future. And, you know, we tried very hard not to dwell in the negative of not being able to be there, but saying, hey, this is, uh, this is where we're supposed to be. Well, then let's try to figure out a way to, do, to do, make something positive out of it. And we actually had some NCSY Kolal style Kinos, we had a program here uh, in the five towns. Um, it was very meaningful. It wasn't uh, the same thing as Man. being in, in Israel. But if this is the plan of the master of the universe, then we got to roll with it. And, uh, and uh, we f let's just say we felt the gullus a little bit more strongly. <laughs> and than some we might think the do. kids wouldn't feel that difference, but even they feel it. They, they know the difference of spending Tisha B'Av here or in Israel. Uh, even for those who have only been there occasionally and haven't had that full Kolel experience yet. Rabbi Yisrael Kamenetsky is with us. Um, the, uh, the, is it, and this is not really your 
job to answer this question. There are people who are really in official positions that will likely have to answer them. But from your vantage point, can this return to the way it was? Can the prominent Rosh Yeshiva who visit, can the people like yourself and others who are teaching and learning with the boys, and can the record number of students that were used to coming to NCSY Kolel, can all that come back a year from now? Well, uh, we certainly hope so. Um, we are working hard already now to prepare for next summer. We're actually preparing for even a much greater amount of uh, attendees, of participants, of NCSYers to be attending Kolel next summer. We're figuring that everyone who was in 10th grade, usually 10th right. grade is the big year. We're assuming it's going to be 10th grade and 11th grade. At the minimum, there uh, may be others that want to be part exactly. of it. Exactly. So we're certainly hopeful. It's certainly encouraging that the recent news out of Israel with the kids going for the year in Israel is looking, is looking up. Right. Um, I know that there's actually some planes taking off. I believe tonight are the first flights that of, the, uh, of kids going back. Right. So that's encouraging. And uh, although, and that's um, only being done because the government trusts those who are going to be taking care of those kids the whole school exactly. year. Exactly. And I'll say something about the OU. I mean, Nachum, you know the way we do business, the way we, we run our programs. Uh, we would do it only with the uh, absolute um, primary safety of everyone and health as much as possible. So we're certainly hopeful that it will happen. We're confident uh, that we can put back together the COLA and maybe it could even be a... Uh, even better than before, you know, you never know. after having a, a little hiatus. As everyone's longing for it, they may appreciate it even more like many of us who get back to our synagogues and certainly behave differently now in Shul, I'm proud to say. Um, the, um, the, the remarkable thing about, thing, maybe I should say things, uh, the, one of the remarkable things about NCSY Kolel is that you walk into that base medrash and you feel a certain atmosphere where it's hard for you to believe that these were regular American high school kids a month ago, right? <laughs> because, you know, they have a American high school kids, even those who want to go to Kolel, you know, still behave in a certain way, certainly usually not in a manner that dictates that they want to sit in that base medrash as often as possible. And then you get there, and I know there's basketball, I know there's activities, I know there's trips. But they have that love of running to the base medrash, which is not going to be found here, frankly. You'd agree with that? Absolutely. Uh, it's been quite, um, and I would venture to say, again, I think it's, it's definitely a loss for the Jewish community that hundreds of youngsters were not able to go there. There's, there's no two ways about that. There's no, there's no sweetening. They are changed and their families are changed when they go. Absolutely. Yeah, no um, Again, at the same time, uh, a lot of organizations have stepped up. People are trying to run programs. Right. People are making do with what they can, but it's a loss. There's no, way, right. no other way to say it. How are your high school seniors doing? Uh, I mean, they, look, everybody in your high school, like every high school, had a challenging march through June. Yeshiva League had a challenging march through June. There are probably some kids who still want to play those basketball and hockey championships, I'm sure. Uh, we know how important it is for large schools like yours, the sports programs. Um, did they graduate and you said to yourself, okay, everybody made the best of it. Thank God they're leaving with a positive attitude. How did it end for the 12th graders? That's a, that's a great question. Um, I, I really was blown away by the resiliency of the students and the families. Um, I feel like they rose to the occasion. I feel like they understood it. They get it. 
the entire world is dealing with this. This is not a DRS problem. This right. is not a local issue. This is, this is above everybody. And I think that trying times usually bring out the best in people. And I certainly saw it with our seniors. I saw it with our staff. I saw it with our families. Um, I feel like the Jewish community in general is a very resilient one, is a very positive, upbeat, always looking forward, always looking to see what the next challenge is going to be and, and to try to make the best. So, Will all your seniors be going to Israel or some families are a bit hesitant to make that move? There, there will be some families that are more hesitant, but the overwhelming majority, at least at this point, do say that they will be attending. That must be a, a tremendous saving grace for you through this whole episode that, thank God, it hasn't really affected their next year. I know it's not going to be the same, and certainly the first few months won't be the same, but still, you must be thrilled that at least that step's taking place. Absolutely, and, and we've tried to facilitate whatever we can do to help every kid make sure that they can get there despite whatever challenges there might be. Um, you know, our whole staff has been trying to facilitate. I may actually even... After this wedding, I'm on my way to a wedding now. I may try, if I can, to stop by the airport even tonight oh, to try to. Oh, actually leaving tonight. To, yeah, I believe that. Uh, I believe right. so. I'm not, maybe at Newark. I have to figure it out. Right. If it's at Newark, I won't be there. But, <laughs> but, but uh, I, 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 we usually try to go and be supportive. I think this year it's even more important. To, and I would have goodbye. to assume, and you're now, you're now the head of DRS for how many years? This will be my 24th year. This coming. Should year. I assume that in? Almost, if not all of those 24 years, you've gone at least for a week to Israel to see how everyone's doing. Absolutely. Every, every year, Every single right? year. Every single year so we've So we gone. hope that when January or whatever month it is rolls around, I don't know if you do it Thanksgiving time or what, that you'll be able to actually see them in action over there. Yeah, and, and, and it, it's actually very important for all the yeshivot to, to visit, to maintain connection with their alumni, to continue to be involved. I always tell the kids, to whatever degree we can be value-added in your life going forward, We'd like to stay connected to you. We'd like to help support your continued development after you leave the walls of our yeshiva. And uh, most of the yeshivas I, of, that I know, they all send rebbies and staff and admin to, 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 to keep the connection going. But it'll definitely be even, perhaps even more valuable uh, going forward you know, for them to know that their that they're rebbies and their teachers from, from the United States really, really still care about them and want to help support them. You've... You've, um, I mean, we're talking about NCSY summer. That's obviously our focus. It is Yom NCSY and the Yom NCSY show for us. Uh, you probably have students that have had a relatively boring summer because of what their plans might have been. And you probably have other students who you've watched make the most of different opportunities, uh, whether it be employment, whether it be a program, whether it be just something local that they're doing that is enhancing their lives. So you have really a mixed bag. And, and those students who are heading to Israel, some of them will be coming off of decent summer so to speak or an active one and others are really anxious to just get going with something it was really incredible actually one boy stopped by my house Arab Shabbos at like five o'clock he had been working in a day camp the last day the day camp was Friday he just got the Yishur from the Israeli government Friday morning to say that now he could board the plane Sunday night to go to Israel this is like a whole different world for the kids that in two days right. he had to say goodbye to everybody by you know deal with it put his camp put his camp uh to bed, you know, finish the camp and then go right away. So it's, it's definitely been a different kind of situation. But like I said, I've been amazed at the resilience of the kids. And uh, I think that, uh, that, that and, and I find, I'll give you just an example of this, uh, Nachum, my, my great friend, Rabbi Eli Storch, uh, my, my, uh, my associate principal, he always says that he thanks Saddam Hussein right. for, for helping him <laughs> 
become <laughs> the rabbi that he is because he never he feels he never would have gotten into learning in 1990 in BMT had it not been for the Scud missiles. So I feel like this opportunity might actually end up being even a more special and profound and deep life-altering and, and inspiring yeah. situation. And after this conversation ends, I'll tell you another name that you'll remember who, because of Saddam Hussein, his life completely changed. Uh, do you think you'll have regular attendance after Labor Day in school? Do you think that things will start the way most people in our community, I think, want to see them start? So I would say 90, you know, 90%, 95%. The answer is we're absolutely planning on starting school, you know, legally in a safe and healthy manner. Uh, we've done a number of things in our yeshiva to make sure you know, that, that, that distancing and barriers and masks and all that stuff will, will be done. And I think the kids are itching to be back in oh, school. Yeah. There will be some kids, uh, maybe there's, a, there's an ill parent right. at home, maybe we, and we're totally fine right. with that. And all the schools are saying, listen, you wanna wait on Zoom, hopefully there'll be a, maybe, maybe a, you know, a, 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 um, there'll be medicine or there'll be something, there'll be a, Vaccine. Vax, thank you. <laughs> There'll be a vaccine. Um, but uh, so there will be some people, but I, I you know, we're going to try to make it as normal and as positive and, uh, you know, as with as many activities as we can. We have to be creative. And, um, you know, we will be doing certain things on Zoom. Like, right. you know, we learned from this whole situation that, you know, this, some stuff can be done on Zoom and other stuff was need in, need in person. One so. of the principals said to me the hundreds of the kids will be back and that uh, about 10 kids who legitimately, and again, that's the wrong word because anyone who doesn't want to be part of it, we would say they have a legitimate claim like you just described, but, but to make my point, who legitimately are ill or they themselves as students have certain conditions that have to be addressed and the school's going to do everything in their part to make it as inclusive an experience for those 10, 12 students as possible while the hundreds do what all of us believe is get back into a real school environment as soon as possible. So principals like yourself are working hard to make that happen. Um, well, we'll give out the address we always give out, summer.ncsy.org. Now we recommend that people go to the 2021 drop-down menu <laughs> and apply for Colel. I don't know how many spots will still be left because it seems every program, including the one you're most used to, is selling out already like crazy for next year. But uh, who knows? Maybe, maybe there'll be a massive expansion, Rabbi Kamenetsky. <laughs> we hope there will be. If there are any donors uh, listening on the air, yes. we will certainly be uh, happy yes. to... Uh... Trust us that it's a great program to support, a really great program to support, and to name a campus after somebody. Trust us. Uh, Mazel Tov on the upcoming wedding. Best to everybody in your family. And, of course, to the Millers and the Kamenetskys. And thank you so much for joining us here today. Nachum, it is always a great pleasure spending time with you, and I wish you continued tremendous Hatzlacha in okay. your Avodas HaKodesh in unifying the Jewish community and helping bring Jewish music and Jewish inspiration and Jewish personalities to all of Klal Yisrael. You and I and Acham should be zocha to do the NSN program at the Kotel, Bez Hashem, in of Yamena. Amen to that. <laughs> or at the minimum in Beit Meir. <laughs> Thanks so much for, to Rabbi Kamenetsky and uh, and more coming up. Keep it here for a uh, Monday morning Yom NCSY edition of JM in the AM. Come on.
שוב לציון, ירקוד שינו, שלך שלה בן דוד, ויינגו להינו, ונשלוי בו ביוד רמו, בו ביוד רומו. J.M. in the A.M. with Ellie Marcus. It's a Monday morning broadcast. It's NCSY, Yom NCSY broadcast. A little bit more subdued than usual, but still as exciting as ever coming off of last night's Mordechai Shapiro Benny Friedman concert. Hope everybody had an opportunity to see it, to be part of it, and to really experience Yom NCSY the way everybody is this year uh, on this virtual platform. 
Um, I remind you this portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H. Abel's and Hyman Kosher Hot Dog Sausage and Deli is the world's best, serving the kosher world since 1954 and available at all Trader Joe's nationwide. Try A&H today. And I also remind you that tomorrow, Danielle Renoff is going to be our guest, 7.45 a.m. Eastern Time, live, all about her brand-new cookbook, Peas, Love, and Carrots. That's Tuesday, 7.45 here at JMNAM. Don't forget Wednesday morning. Wednesday morning is when we... Head to an actual NCSY summer program. Yes, there are active NCSY summer programs going on as we speak. And we'll be in Bergen County, New Jersey. And we're going to be checking out what's happening there and in other places during that conversation on, uh, on Wednesday morning. So join us for our annual NCSY uh, program from uh, one of the NCSY summer programs. David Cutler, who leads NCSY summer programs, is here with us in our mobile studio at Gotta Get a Bagel. Welcome back to JM in the AM. Happy Monday morning, Nachum. How are you? Happy Monday morning to you. And we should say... I love Monday mornings, that, by the way. <laughs> we should say that there are active NCSY summer programs. We're actually going to see one in action on Wednesday. And thank God, first of all, you have to be impressed because everybody we've spoken to today has been very careful to make their summer program, even if it's you know an offshoot of what happened last summer, as active and as involved for the kids as possible. And everybody's got to get kudos for that. But there are also be people who have been working very hard to keep as many of the programs, especially in the U.S., active as possible. And we spoke about Camp Sports. We spoke about, um, uh, about uh, Camp Ma'or and others that are you know, trying to either stay as active as possible or really, like in Ma'or's case, virtually being as active as possible. So kudos to everybody who's doing that. Um, but it's different this summer. It's very different. This but it, different. but it's, it's really, it's a testament. You know, when this first really all broke out, we really, we created different working groups because we knew it was going to be a different world. And we wanted to make sure that we were going to be able to provide impactful programming to kids no matter what the situation was. And we literally set up seven different working groups, all of which... It, could have po- it was possible that none of them would work at all, right. and a bunch of them didn't. A bunch of them ended up not working out. We didn't go to Israel, obviously, and we didn't really do any traveling. But these local programmings that were, that were running in 30 communities around the world, around the country, I should say, um, and the Ma'or program, which is virtual, and some other programming is, has been nothing short of awesome. I, I spoke to a parent this morning because I was inviting them, uh, or yesterday, I should say, inviting them to Yom and CSY, and, uh, and they just went, their daughter was supposed to be on Mechlelet, lived in Tina. And they just wanted to thank me for what a wonderful time she had uh, on the local program in Teaneck that was here. And we're actually looking into next summer making it an actual Lecharchila program to have Lecharchila programming in your local community. Not everybody wants to go away. And some of the parents have expressed to us that instead of sending my kid you know, to Israel or to the West Coast or whatever, let's at least explore the possibility if there are a number of kids that want to stay local and don't want to go away. Maybe they'll be a little bit younger, but we're going to... I mean, you'll, 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 you'll hear about it, but we're, we're at least exploring that possibility uh, to do it for the people, number one, who want their kids to stay home, and number two, who actually want a more affordable program. So That's one way to important. increase the population. My Correct. gosh. It's really, it's really more of a service to the community. Oh, not, I get it. Not everybody wants to spend thousands and thousands yeah. of dollars, and not everybody wants to, you know, their kids don't always want to go away. Some and frankly, more from your standpoint, the successful programs in Israel are waiting listed anyway. I mean, yeah. like, I you, mean you, you have uh, no space for anybody. I heard you talking about Kamenetsky. Yeah. We, are, we are actually preparing a second campus for Colville. We're going to have two separate programs, a 10th grade program and an 11th grade program on two separate campuses. God willing, we're expecting close to 400 boys next summer with Colville. Could be 350 to 400. Uh, and the Mechlelech program also, we're, we're working on a second. We have a second campus secured in case we need it. 
uh, and the Give program, which normally was two buses, we have prepared for three to four buses. And the Jolt Israel program, which also was two buses, we know we're going to have at least three, if not four. So we're working. Uh, some people are relaxing this summer, and some of us are not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can say that again. David Cutler's with us. And when it comes to Colil, that second campus is there if you need it. Yeah, it's already it's already secured. We're waiting. We're working on the final. You know, everyone's very busy now trying to get boys and girls into Israel. Right. So they didn't give us a final price yet, but it's right. secured. It's ready. And uh, the final preparations will be made soon, God willing. What you just said about TNEC, using that as an example, local programming, possibly younger kids, et cetera, that's all because it is, right? It would never have come across your desk if not for COVID, or so am I being too so dramatic? I'll be honest, it, it was on our desk. It was not, it, was, it wasn't the most exciting of our options because we were always thinking about Europe and Israel mm -hmm. and like, then you think, God, so it again, TNEC and Woodmere are nice, but they're, right. they're not Europe and Israel. You know what I'm saying? I, uh, but so it was, it was serious as far as some people were concerned, but it wasn't a real option. Now it has grown into a real option. And uh, we're going to see how many people really want to do it. It's going to be a real option. The Project Community 2020, we're going to give it a go and see if there's an interest. It'll be a longer program. Right now, it, it really ended officially at 1 o'clock. Then there was other things going on and night activities and chesed. Right. So it'll be more of a full day program. Uh, but we're going to give it a whirl and so, see if people are interested. So when people speak about taking life day by day, not minimizing it, I understand why, during these times, your attitude has to be, and it sounds like your staff has bought into your attitude, that we're full steam ahead for 2021. You're telling me there may be obstacles? We'll deal with the obstacles as they come about. But you're ready to go full steam ahead we, and plan. We are, we are more than full steam for 2021. Our reservations are mostly made uh, in terms of Israel. Our pre-registration has started. We have over 300 kids pre-registered already for next summer. We're going to actually open up our preschool, our, preschool, our public school programming on Monday, August 17th, God willing, we're going to already launch registration for our public school programming and some of our domestic programming on Monday, August 17th. That's the plan. Uh, and we are assuming that, God willing, either with the vaccine or because of, of increased testing uh, right. capabilities, that we will be able to congregate. We'll be back to normal next summer. The world cannot continue this way, in our opinion. Certainly not for my job security. It cannot. <laughs> uh, so I, I'm, I'm working on the option, on the assumption that we're going to get back to normal. We're going to be able to congregate. And Monday, July 19th, is Yom NCSY, God willing, in uh, Rishon Latino. That's the place, hopefully. Either there or Renata, but hopefully Rishon Latino. It's more, more room for dancing. And uh, we have something very special planned for next year's Yom NCSY. David Cutler is here. Um, you mentioned the public school youth, and we always talk about how remarkable it is that these kids are taking off and utilizing their summer vacation for this when their colleagues so often are doing many other things, some of them a lot of fun during the summer. Because of the, uh, because the ability to be in touch with the public school youth was affected somewhat since Purim. I'm not saying advisors were not in touch, they were, and I'm sure they were very active, but you know what it's like when there's no Shabbaton name and no events. Do you think that could hurt next summer's public school attendance, or you expect that to be even more than ever? You mean in terms of staff or the kids? Kids. So we are, we are concerned for the kids. We're concerned that the kids will have a, a hesitation in terms of the COVID environment of signing back up. Uh, we are. We do think that the kids who were signed up this summer and the kids who already are involved in NCSY and JSU clubs will sign up. The question will be, due to our limited in-person gathering right. uh, over the next few months, which is expected to be limited, the question is how much is that going to affect us and until what point. I believe we'll see a, a slight hesitation, and I think in the month of February and March, I believe that we'll see a real spike, and that's what we're going to prepare for. The truth is that it really does depend on the calendar. If things yes. like you described, vaccine, et cetera, are really you know, accelerating in November, December, it's going to make people think very differently in February and March. 100%. If not, 100%. you'll deal with that obstacle. So we are, we are in for. touch with the airlines. We're in touch with everybody in Israel, all of our tour providers. 
Uh, they are hard at work, even though a lot of them are technically furloughed, the whole touristry industry, yeah, the I tourism industry in Israel is really not working. Uh, but we are, we are hard at work for, for next summer. How and, many uh, of them get a chance to survive? Are, are they speaking to you about the future of their companies? So the ones that we deal with are okay, uh, although not, you know, not by a lot. Right. They're, they're really suffering. They're hanging on. They're, they're really hanging on. They're really, people are really, you know, they're really not getting paid. They're getting paid by the government. I think the government just extended the benefits, so hopefully they'll be okay. But it's, I don't know, the idea of living in Minus, I believe, is uh, becoming yeah. that much more popular. Yeah, <laughs> more than ever, unfortunately. Um, information, we always say it. It's summer.ncsy.org. David Cutler says that everybody is full steam ahead. There's nothing that's going to stop them. And uh, as Yom NCSY was different this year, and we understand that the NCSY summer programs were different, we're hoping that they not only get back to normal next year, but the way you're talking, Yom NCSY and the summer programs are going to be bigger and better than ever next year. I really believe show. that's true. We, we are we actually working on, a, it's not announced yet, but there's an official uh, voucher that we're working on from a, a foundation that we're working on, God willing, that'll be announced in, in the fall, uh, which will allow us to actually offer our programs for public school and yeshiva kids at a bit of a discount uh, for next summer. And that would be and an important that subsidy through, for Yeah, that'll be an important subsidy, um, and it's going to allow us to grow. And it really, in this crazy environment, that's actually a big, big deal, and we're very excited by it. And we plan on blowing by 2000 next summer you know, very easily, God willing. And, uh, you know, God willing, the world should get back to normal, but we're excited about it. David, I thank you. This is always exciting. Thank you. Different, but always exciting. It is different. <laughs> it's uh, not as schwitzy, but it's, uh, <laughs> it's definitely much appreciated. Look, we really appreciate you guys are our partners, you're our friends, and it would be weird to not spend the summer with you. So uh, we appreciate you, and uh, we should continue to have the strength to work together and to uh, do great things for Claudia Shell. Merit Hashem. Amen. Thank you so much for that. David Cutler, everybody. I hope you had an opportunity to enjoy Yom NCSY last night. Don't forget, Wednesday, we actually get to visit an actual NCSY Summer Program 2020 edition. Uh, a little bit of a Nachamu selection from Arye Kunstler at JM in the AM. That shriek your weary face Your wounded soul will be consoled By the wonders of this place Laugh away the fears There's no need to be afraid This storm will pass See sunlight splash On these stones and on your face After these long days of sorrow After these long nights and there'll come a time to leave the sadness behind We'll rejoice again after this black night passes A new light will dawn and you'll see Look how it shines, follow the signs Nachamu
JM in the AM. Arye Kunstler. Nachamu from the uh, album entitled Our Eyes Are On You. Uh, plenty of new music selections and Danielle Renoff tomorrow morning on JM and the AM. Tuesday, JM and the AM. She'll be joining us at 745 with a brand new cookbook. You can go to artsgirl.com for information. Brand new cookbook is entitled Peas, Love, and Carrots. It's our Yom NCSY show. We have two shows traditionally every single year. One is literally from Yom NCSY. Impossible to hear the guests. Impossible for them to hear me. Uh, the music loud. The lights uh, flashing. Uh, a lot of darkness because it's usually in the back of a uh, beautiful outdoor amphitheater. Uh, it's a real challenge to present the show. This year, um, from that standpoint, we got quite a break in that our Yeoman's Y show is happening here on a Sunday. Our Monday morning show being recorded on a Sunday in Woodmere at Gotta Get a Bagel in advance of what's happening a few miles from here uh, that you probably saw last night. And that's Yeoman's Y with Mordechai Shapiro and with Benny Friedman. Um, one of the people who joins us every single year and uh, is with us in this unique mobile studio for Yom NCSY show is Alan Fagan. He is the executive vice president emeritus of the Orthodox Union. We had an opportunity to have a full-length, amazing conversation about his years at the OU, and it's a pleasure to welcome you back, Alan, to JM in the AM. Thank you very much, Malcolm. It's great, uh, great to be here without eating a bagel. <laughs> yeah, it's a challenge to walk in here and not have one. It certainly is. You uh, have over, you you've overseen for the last six years so many amazing things in so many different departments. A lot of stuff that you take great pride in. Um, but every year when you come on to talk about the staff and the uh, teenagers who are part of this incredible NCSY summer program experience, I don't think you have any more pride than you could have. What is it about this unique experience for almost 2,000 kids that makes it such a pride of the OU? Uh, it's, it's so difficult to talk about it this year <laughs> uh, when we can't be experiencing it uh, firsthand. You've been there. You've seen and felt the incredible energy that fills whatever stadium we use for Yom NCSY. And, and the beauty of it is it's the totality of the Jewish people coming together. It's kids from public school who can't tell an olive from a bays, and kids who are learning in the NCSY Kolel and in Michlelet. And they're all together. And they're all together filling a stadium singing together, screaming together, uh, and, and just having a, a, a wonderful time celebrating who they are, what they are, celebrating the land of Israel. And please God, that's exactly where we're going to be next year, uh, doing the same thing that we've done uh, every year. Please God is right. And what you just described, I should have mentioned this maybe with David on the air as well, what you just described is something that gets implemented in a really practical manner with some of the NCSY summer programs. What do I mean? You just described this incredible gathering of youth from all different types of Jewish backgrounds. Certainly we could break it into public school and yeshiva, but it's even much more than that. You actually have programs, because we saw this and we experienced it, we broadcasted from Kolel, where there is a symbiotic relationship between Machina kids and Kolel kids and where you think that every one of these programs is a separate entity but when it comes to those you see how the kids themselves not just the advisors and counselors the kids themselves are able to reach out and you know have a relationship an actual relationship beyond Yom NCSY with kids who are completely you know from different backgrounds absolutely and that's part of what makes NCSY such a magical uh, 
uh, uh, place. It's, it's, it's a place for every Jew, and it's an opportunity for kids without background to come into contact with those that have had the privilege of having 12 years of a yeshiva education. And the same is true in reverse. Yeah. Kids that have that benefit, have had that benefit for their entire lives, then have the opportunity to use that experience that they've received, that wonderful, wonderful benefit that they've had, to be able to influence other kids who are still marching along their journey to discover their Yiddishkeit. Yeah, and parents don't realize just how much of a life-changing experience that is for the yeshiva kids. And as we always point out, for the public school kids, it's not just a life-changing experience for them. It's when they bring back to their families. And that's one of the reasons, frankly, and I said this to the birthright people also, it's one of the regrets I have that this is not really happening the way it should this summer. Obviously, you know, I understand why, and there's a higher reason for it. But one of the things that people forget, it's not just the sheer numbers. It's, just, it's just not just the 1900 and whatever that you would have attracted during this summer. It's the life-changing experience that it is for families in communities Orthodox and non-Orthodox around the entire country. The entire country, and and and, and indeed, uh, uh, really throughout the world. Yeah, it's it's a formative experience for for the kids. I've I've, I've often said that the the NCSY Kolel and Michlelet is just a staging area for the future leaders of Klal Yisrael, uh, and part of the education that they receive. Part of the training that they need to have is to recognize that there's a whole world out there of Jewish souls waiting to discover their Yiddishkeit. Yep. And that's part of what they do when we, when we bring TJJ uh, uh, students uh, into the Kolel, into Michalelet. They're surrounded. They're surrounded by love. They're surrounded by warmth. Uh, and they're surrounded by learning. Uh, and they see kids who are just like them, who, who, who dress the way they do, who go to the same sporting events that they enjoy, uh, uh, they're teens. And, and, and all of the differences break down uh, and, and all of the family of Israel unites. It's one of the things I honestly miss. I miss a lot of things about not doing this show from Israel this year. But one of the things I really miss, I love when the TJJ leaders address my most famous question of why a public school kid would want to do this during the summer. And then they describe after two Shabbatot, these kids are completely, you know, have bought into their tradition and heritage, which is such an unbelievable thing that happens so quickly. And all the excitement that yeah, comes with it. No question about it. Alan Fagan is with us. He is the executive vice president emeritus at the OU with a lot to be proud of as we speak about the NCSY summer programs. Um, we always talk about the, uh, uh, the numbers. You've seen it grow over the years. Obviously, this year is one of great exception. But if you're listening the way we were just listening a few minutes ago to David Cutler, you know that the summer of 2021 will obviously, with the help of God, be a record breaker. I think the summer of 21 will be a record breaker. I have absolutely no doubt that if there's anybody on this planet <laughs> who can pull that off, it's David Cutler. Uh, and uh, e even this summer, I, I, I think what we had uh, worried about right. uh, in, in, in not being able to run uh, appropriate teen-level programming has turned out to be uh, uh, as, as best as we could under the circumstances, really a spectacular uh, summer. What NCSY has done, what Yachat has done uh, in terms of putting together Project Community, right. uh, 3,000 teens participating all across the country. 
uh, in project community, learning a little, playing a little, engaged in chesed uh, activities of all different types. Uh, so what, what could have been a complete wasteland. Yeah, it could have closed uh, up shop. A lot of people did, frankly. A, a lot did, and, and, and we felt a particular obligation to see to it that there was adequate programming available for as many teens as wanted to avail themselves of it. And as it turns out, that's, that's thousands. And hopefully we'll see many of them on summer programs uh, next summer. Did you know that Camp Sports has three teams from Poland last summer? I didn't know that until today. I didn't either. I mean, from Poland. And they come, and apparently they have no problem interacting with the American kids. And, you know, one of, your, one of the things you spoke about at your very beginning of your tenure was NCSY becoming truly global. Yeah. South America was a big piece of it. I think Central Europe, if I'm not mistaken, was a big piece of it. And now a growing, growing presence in Israel. And we didn't know how that would go. We didn't know if that would be something that the Israeli kids or the American kids in Israel or, or, or the two of them, how they would react to the formal NCSY-type groups, events, and Shabbatonim that we're used to on this side of the world. Has it worked out well? It really was a tremendous uh, experiment, but it's been a fantastic uh, experiment. Uh, you put teens together right. with exciting role models that they want to be with. You put them together with their peers. Uh, you inject Torah into the atmosphere and you're going to see sparks fly. And that's true anywhere in the world. It's a, it's a formula that NCSY has now perfected in, in, in dozens of different uh, uh, arenas and it, and it works everywhere. I don't know if this is fair to ask you because I mean, it's something we did discuss a month ago when you were on the air, but now of course you're emeritus, so I don't know <laughs> to what degree you're following everything, but have the JLIC couples reached out and, and asked, you know, what do we do with such an unusual start to the campus year coming up in the United States? Yeah, ab absolutely. I mean, JLIC is, is involved right now in Project Community. We have, uh -huh. we have college, college age volunteers from uh, uh, JLIC campuses all participating. Uh, but this is going to be a function of campus by campus. There are some campuses that are opening, some right. that aren't. But even on the campuses that are not, it's remarkable to look at uh, the weekly reports of the JLIC educators, who they've reached out to, who they're learning with virtually, the programs that they're putting on virtually, and most importantly, the counseling that continues to take place one-on-one, -on -one, more necessary now than perhaps it ever was. Those reports are during the summer as well? During the summer and throughout the term, even wow. when, when kids were nowhere near campus. Right. The, the couples were reaching out to them, they were providing halakha guidance, they were providing personal counseling. Those relationships don't break, uh, uh, even if there's physical distance. How many of those couples are former NCSY advisors in your opinion? <laughs> a lot, right? I would, uh, I would, I would guess. I, I mean, don't know the answer to but that. But it has to be a significant percentage, right? Uh, maybe not, because really? a, no a number of them are from Israel. Interesting. And, and so didn't sort of grow up through the uh, uh, through the NCSY right. uh, uh, system. My point being, of course, as I always discuss with you. But lots of the students that they're working right. with are certainly uh, uh, former NCSYers. NCSYers. I bring this up, of course, because I always point out to you that the talent that you are surrounded by in every generation, we know about the rabbis, and you have some amazing ones that are helping synagogue services right now and obviously help the conscious department constantly, and the next generation of leaders, the, the, that, that middle group that are now balabatim and very, very active. I get all that, but you know that in that group of advisors and counselors, the younger ones, 20s, 30s, etc., 
uh, there's just an immense amount of talent that you get to experience and see on a regular basis. Absolutely, and that gives us a particular responsibility to help shape and mold that incredible talent that passes through NCSY's doors every year. It's one of the things that I was, uh, I mean, I'm sure everybody was upset that there was no leadership Shabbaton this year for obvious reasons, but one of the things I love, I love about being there is just seeing how incredible the talent level is in the organization. And it seems that as you know, people get older and, and become more involved, more young, you know, those who are younger come in and take their place and start out and, and you know, end up sprouting forth uh, you know, their own great talents. It, it's, it's remarkable if you look to see how many of our educators in, in all of our yeshivas and day schools, how many shul presidents, how many shul rabbis right. will tell you about the NCSY chapter that they belonged to when they were teens. Uh, it's, it's, when, when, when I talk about Kolel and Michlelet being a gateway to Jewish leadership, it's exactly what it is. That's where they end up. A good percentage of them are in the, and by the way, those who end up in professional jobs are also involved as lay people in shuls, organizations, Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera, as as we've gotten used to over the years, um, I thank you so much for joining us. My Happy Yomensius Y. I must say, much easier to hear you this year than when we try to hear you with the music <laughs> in sure. the background. But for nonetheless, sure. this sure. has been a very nice experience. But I am looking forward to next year. I believe David said July the nineteenth. I am looking forward to next year. So let's make each other a promise. Yes, uh, please, no, please. That. that uh, Notwithstanding my emeritus status, <laughs> let's meet next year at Yom NCSY in Israel, surrounded by thousands and thousands of teens. The same excitement that we've always had. Amen. I hope that the, that certainly comes true, and I look forward to being there with you. And thank you very much, Alan. Thank you. Much appreciated. A big thank you to Alan Fagan. A big thank you to uh, David Cutler. Big thank you to Craig Goldstein, everybody who works with us at the OU. We have had a great relationship, and we have been prideful, full of pride, to bring you the uh, incredible accomplishments of NCSY and other OU uh, divisions um, for many, many years. Uh, and I do remind you that uh, we always give credit to our chairman of uh, the Jewish Unity Initiative. It's something that uh, um, has been very important to us, and Simon Jacob has been such an important person as chairman. But when... when Certain Jewish Union initiatives had to take place, specifically uh, Houston, Atlanta, Pittsburgh, uh, the OU, under the direction of Alan Fagan, was always there for us to partner with Simon and our great supporters to bring uh, our program to communities that we would never hear about or hear from if not for this show, and it's something I will not forget. Uh, I also want to thank uh, Yoni Pollack, our chief engineer, and Avrami Finkelstein, of course, chief of staff Yigal, and ZK, and Mark Zamek. And everybody who's helping us prepare for Tuesday, excuse me, for Wednesday morning show at TABC, where we're going to see an NCSY summer program up close and personal. More coming up. You're listening to JM in the AM.
Mordechai Shapiro, he and Benny Friedman, Yeoman CSY last night. And this is our Yeoman CSY show. It's our annual show celebrating Yom NCSY. A little bit different. Recorded a few miles away from Yom NCSY uh, here in Woodmere. Big thank you to uh, Gotta Get a Bagel and everybody at, uh, on Joel's staff. Thank yes. you very much. Especially Who really, really want to be here at 530 on a Sunday. So we really thank so you. Thank you very, very much. <laughs> we'll be out of here in about 10 minutes. Yep. Um, We're going to leave you Yoni, though. I hope that's okay. He's just going to sleep here tonight. And, um, and of course, tomorrow, Tuesday, J.M. and the M., Danielle Renoff. The brand-new book is entitled Peace, Love, and Carriage. It'll be live 745. On Wednesday, it'll be our Yeoman, excuse me, it'll be our NCSY summer program show, our annual show where we get an opportunity to visit an NCSY summer program. A little bit different this year. It'll be in Bergen County. It will not be in Beit Meir. It will not be in Beit Shemesh. It'll be in Bergen County. It'll be not Beit Meir or Beit Shemesh, but Bergen County. Uh, and we'll be there um, uh, tomorrow on Tuesday. But uh, Actually, uh, yeah, tomorrow on Tuesday. <laughs> but it'll be for Wednesday mornings, JM so in the AM. Also, big thank you to our friends at Aaron's Casino Farms yes. and Aaron's West Orange. Aaron's Casino Farms and Aaron's West Orange are going to be responsible for really our kickoff of uh, season number nine. Season nine is going to be Labor Day. And the real kickoff of season nine, even though it's usually around Labor Day, uh, the strong, soft opening will be this Thursday with prizes galore, an exciting live lunch, a big jam there broadcast with plenty about Aaron's Casino Farms and Aaron's West Orange. Uh, so we thank them for sponsoring our kickoff, and uh, we'll have a lot to talk about, especially when it comes to the prizes that we're going to be giving away. I have news for you, by the way, which I'm going to share with you at some point, uh, oh. about prizes that we're going to be giving away during the month of August. Yeah, I got some big news. Yoni no. knows it by accident. Why does Yoni know it? By accident, totally by accident. He Yoni just, should not be knowing things before I he do. He discovered the news totally by What did he do? Nothing. Anyway... <laughs> Anyway, uh, uh, this was a different Yomensius Y yes. show. This was a bit out of the ordinary. But no less inspiring. This was one that did not require us to fly on Tisha B'Av. I know, or this, at all. This was one that did not require me to daven mincha with my tefillin in the, uh, in the lounge in, uh, in Newark Airport. Uh, this was one that... Um, <laughs> that and me to swipe every double-wrapped bagel <laughs> that I could get my hands on so we can break our fast this, on the plane. <laughs> this was not one of those <laughs> situations where we flew with a 30% full plane, which is, again, one of the oh, reasons we fly on Tishabo, right. because the planes are about 30% full. Uh, this was not one of those situations. And a big shout-out to our friends at Nefesh Benefesh, mm. because we are usually uh, rendezvousing with them as well this time of year. I miss them. Either during the same trip as our Yom NCSY trip yeah. or during a different trip. It's very nice how everybody coordinates that for us. Then, well, it doesn't always happen, That's but true. sometimes it does. Um, and, and they get a special shout-out. A much different summer for us. We originally, you know, when we were in Israel in January on the flight back, you and I were actually talking about the May trip to Israel. That unfortunately didn't happen. That was supposed to be one that was... Uh, was that this year? Yeah, that was historic, frankly, with what we had planned. <sighs> and then the, the July-August trip, which, of course, was focused on Yom NCSY and our friends at Nefesh Benefesh. So things changed a bit, but I want to tell you one thing I've learned from David Cutler and the people at the NCSY and the OU. Yeah. They're full steam ahead. If they end up being blocked by something, if they end up being, you know, some obstacles in the way, and therefore they can't do plan A of what they've planned, it's on to plan B, full steam ahead, et cetera, et cetera. And they opened up programs and thought of innovative things for this summer that we never would have dreamt of, frankly. And a lot of people did just file away the summer of 2020, said, you know what, meet you in the summer of 2021. They did not do that. So this will hopefully spearhead them and springboard them to a very, very successful of su uh, summer 2021 uh, because they showed what it's like to be committed to the community and make sure to provide some type of programming 
uh, for as many age groups and as many um, uh, um, uh, backgrounds of those teenagers and kids as possible. They're also demonstrating tremendous resiliency, and so many people you know? are still stuck, and it's not a criticism, but so many people are still stuck in the heart of COVID and in the May and in the April and not being able to see that there's going to, please God, be a light at the end of the tunnel. And and, and NCSY is functioning like the light is already there, and let's go. And by the way... If you think about anybody who was on this show today, if you think about anybody who was on this show today, yeah. they all are cut from the same cloth. Absolutely. Rabbi Green, Let's Rabbi Kamenetsky, Rabbi Noam Weinberg, and many others all with the same attitude. Full steam ahead, massive summer of 2021. Yep. There you have it. All right, tomorrow, Danielle Renoff. I've had some of the recipes already from Peas, Love, and Carrots. And I am told that my 37-year career finally has amounted to something because she's going to be on the air tomorrow with us at JMDM. Peas, Love, and Carrots is the name of the book. Check out artsgirl.com. The interview starts live at 8.45 a.m. Eastern time tomorrow. Ugh. At 7.45 Eastern Time, <laughs> 7.45 Eastern Time tomorrow. Brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at AlchemSegal.com and the AlchemSegal Network. And of course, on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up an amazing and incredible Yomensius Y show. Again, thanks to Joel of Gotta Get a Bagel. Visit him all through the week out here in Woodmere and say hi and mention how grateful you are that he again has given us his space for our mobile studio. Information about NCSY summer programs, summer.ncsy.org summer.ncsy.org not too soon to make plans for the summer of 2021. Tomorrow Danielle Renoff, Peas, Love and Carrots live, 7.45 a.m. Eastern Time. Information about her book at artscroll.com Have a fabulous Monday. Till tomorrow, I'm reminding you Remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.